What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Underground X. Periance. Yes, baby. Who do we have in this episode, Corvin? In this episode, we be having uh-huh. K-Dosi. K-Dosi on Instagram. On Instagram. Khaled Dosiri. He's a comedian. And many other things <laughs> that I am not quite aware of yet. But I do he's know. A, he's a geek? He's a... Okay. He's a geek. <laughs> <laughs> Which not, you, uh, not that is a bad thing. It's it's no. It's quite I, the opposite. Yeah, He's, nerds and geeks have negative. Uh, what do you call it? Stigma. Stigma. But it's not. It's not. Yeah, I used to be an. I'm still a nerd and a geek. I'm a geek in a way. I don't know. But regardless, we're here to get to know Khalid Dosri. We're gonna get his backstory, maybe his front story too. A little bit about his uh, career and how he became a comedian. Oh, he's and also a radio host in Bahrain, 96.5 FM. Yes, sir. What else? Is there anything else we need to? Uh, you guys will find out in just a bit. <laughs> yeah, just uh, watch the whole episode. Like, comment, share, subscribe. <laughs> Enjoy. There's a reward system. You do the work, they're getting more busy because of all the orders people. For the rebrand? Yeah. yeah. Fuck yes, bro. You're the first, dude. I feel special now. <clears throat> oh, get that. Yeah, get, get that here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't be afraid to become intimate. Show intimacy. Yeah. Okay? Kiss the mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> dude, we're rolling. Oh, we are? Uh, we are. Cool. We are. No, seriously, you guys have a good setup, man. Thanks, man. Like, you even have, like, a co-host that you're proud of. Like, look, look at his name. Corvin. Corvin That's Wolf. Wolf. Corvin Wolf. I have a fucking Ahmed Matruk. That was <laughs> hey, hey, don't, don't shit on Ahmed Matruk. He's cool. I don't know him, but he sounds cool. He's cool. He's cool, yeah, man. He is he's, cool. He's, he's, he's recently Wait, actually... he's the guy behind... Uh, uh, he's, the, he's your Jamie. Is he? No. There's Wait. no Jamie. I don't have a Jamie. What? Because yeah. he... Oh, in one of your episodes, you're like, "Hey, pull up this one," and I, I think I thought that's you were... me. I'm what? talking you're... to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, shit. I know the episode you're talking about. That's actually uh, I can't mention him his name because he wants to stay anonymous. I think, oh. but we call him Red. Red. Yeah. Okay. Like Red Man. <laughs> I know. I wish it was Brian. No, fuck, I don't have the money for that, bro. <laughs> no, he's he came in for one, and hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, if he's actually up for it, I've been asking him to be my permanent Jamie. Mm-hmm. Oh, but nice. I don't usually get the opportunity because everything I do, I've kind of like figured out to do myself. And mm. It's been like a, that's could, how it should be, dude. That's yeah. how it should. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's that's what me and Corvin do all the time. Like everything you see from A to Z is we we taught ourselves. Sometimes it's shit. Sometimes it's cool. But, yeah. but, but yeah. the learning is really great because you can oh, yeah. stretch it out to like whatever. If you learn how to edit like a podcast video, you slowly can edit like any other type of videos. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's the same thing with any like technical aspect. of. And of, people are so easily impressed about yeah. like if you're talking about portfolios, like people oh, don't that, say that. Maybe they'll figure it out. They're right? like, oh, I'm not going to be impressed anymore. <laughs> they won't be able to, man. People have the attention span of like three seconds. They can't handle listening to their voice for like an hour. Oh, that's true. Dude, right. the right. shit true. that that does that's to your true. brain. I love your tattoo, man. Thank you, man. You see that? Fuck is it? What the fuck is it? What do you think it is? Oh, I can see it. 
Do you, do you guys? I want to see. I'll test your geekery right now. Oh, your nerd levels. Our nerd levels are very low. Okay. Legend of Zelda. Uh, oh, not bad, but no, it's not. This is <laughs> it's like, a guess, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant guess because he went with RPG, right? Yeah. And the origins of all RPGs come from D and D. So RPGs, oh. role playing games. I was just about to. I, I just needed some time. Wait, like, do not disturb. Stupid dungeon. That's later on right. with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different dungeon. What's D&D? Oh, Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. And Dragons. That's oh, right. Yeah. That's I right. apologize for yeah. my ignorance. D20 dice, 10, 11, whatever, etc. Oh. Later on, you, you have to explain like how the fuck that works. Because I've only had one encounter playing D&D. They're definitely encounters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Big I, neck I, I, I couldn't immerse myself in my role. Probably because the, 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 there's a game master, right? Yeah. And if Ga- the, what? Game, game master? Game. Oh, game master. Right. Oh, yeah. So like if, if the person doesn't know how to direct like the, the flow of things, every, everyone feels awkward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone's just sitting there and like your turn. Yeah. Okay. And some dun- dungeon masters, especially in Bahrain, can be very uh, self-absorbed. Yeah. <laughs> can be very, uh, let's say, uh, autistic with their obsession over like the classical way of doing things. Mm. It's like it is the extremist version of geeks. Mm. Is that you do not vary. You do not. You don't go outside of the the old school traditions. Yeah. Because these are fuckers that have been playing for like you know, 20 years maybe in Bahrain back when they'd have a set of dice and that, that was the only set of dice like, like that set, right? Yeah. And if you lose one of them, that's it. There was no, no shop and ship, mm. no Amazon, no nothing. Mm. Your, your D&D game has just no stalled. Way. Yeah, because where are you going to so get So you have one? to buy a new one? You'd have to have a friend that was lucky enough, privileged enough, chicken nugget enough to be <laughs> in the UK and he'd buy a set of dice for you and come back with them. So these guys wow. kind of, yes, their tradition Holy is that. Holy crap, dude. I, I don't Some know underground the, the nerdery, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like the, the scene here is like, you know, like you don't hear about it, but I know there is something happening. Yeah, you know okay. I mean? So for, for dumbasses like me who don't know what the fuck is going on, <laughs> is this the game in Dexter where they pretend like... <laughs> I've only seen That's this. the closest thing you have to... <laughs> okay. I've only seen yes, this game. Yes, this is, is why I love this guy because he did not. He, there's a Big Bang reference. He didn't go with that, right? And it was a freaking. It was a Stranger Things reference. Didn't go with that. He went to the fucking Cartoon Network. Dexter. <laughs> One second. It's my generation. No shit on that. It. I love it. How but old are you, by the way? I'm. I, I was born in 1993. 1993. Okay. So we're closer to my side of things. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm 85. 85. Yeah. Very close. Yeah. Very close. Okay. But wait. If, if not Dexter, you want me to go with a new shit? No way, man. Why would you do that? No. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> is, is, is that the same thing? Well, like everyone pretends like I'm, I'm the warlock. Is, yes. Is it? I'm the it. witch and, and I'm the... That's it. Literally, I will start DMing and I'll just get into character and people love it. They'll, they'll just go, you know, uh, I, want, I want to kill something right now with my barbarian. I want to strike something straight up with my axe and I go. <laughs> In front of you are three encounters. A dragon emerges. The mist vanishes in front of you. A soul woman sits there, standing, her eyes fixated on you from a distance. Peering into your soul, you seem entranced, walking slowly, closer and closer, until she speaks. I almost touches your hubs at these parts. I mean, that's when people start laughing. Ooh, I want to play. To hear you, you seriously? Talk. <laughs> do, do, have, you, have, you, have you heard me do my characters on radio? That uh, is literally Smeagol. Really? Yeah. No, I haven't. You've never done, you heard Radio Bahrain? Mm, like me trying to pretend like I'm good like at my job? I haven't. 
tuned in to Radio Bahrain since like forever, man. This is literally like everybody I talk to. Everybody's like, I've heard you on the radio, but I haven't heard any of your like impressions. I thank you, sir. But it's it's literally that is the story of like people are like, oh man, you're on radio. I was like, yeah. Do you actually listen? They're like, no. No one listens to the radio. Is I'm wrong? No, no, but 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 in the short bits that I do listen, I can tell if someone's meant to be in the radio or just like you know they're just dragging themselves. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the song we're about to play for you today is in the top Billboard chart. Okay, like that's literally my impression of how I hear these radio people. But when someone has personality and you know, like they enjoy talking, they they enjoy what they're doing. You can really tell the yeah. Those are the ones that die faster, by the way. What ones? Yeah, the ones that actually have passion. And yeah, want to do they, their work well, or they find other other jobs or something. I feel like they they lose their spirit breaks faster. Oh, you know what I'm saying? They're mm, down on the inside. Yeah. Mm. yeah, if well, that's if they're like working for someone else. But if you like you're doing your own thing and you like you have your own podcast, like us or you, yeah, and, and like Bedouin banter. Sorry, yeah, shameless plug. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna plug the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be honest, you have more uh, viewers than us, but you know, uh, it's so uh, fake. I bought them all. all of them. Every <laughs> single one. Dude, same. <laughs> <laughs> we have the same dealer. We, we can only afford like 300, 250. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. No, us, even less than that. We, we buy the like the entry package. You're like, let's see what happens here. For like, $25, we give you 10 views. <laughs> yeah. I actually contacted my old World of Warcraft Chinese gold farmer and was like, hey, man, I know you're selling gold, but can you actually give me some clicks? Do you have a cousin that works on a click farm or some shit? Just give me, give me some views, buddy. Hey, that's racist. What Why? about the other people? Why Chinese, man? It's because they're cheap? No, man, because I like to support communists. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool, Shame. man. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is in. Now, now... You- I, I see. I want to talk about <laughs> geek stuff, but I'm so clueless. Okay, go ahead. Ask anything. But I, I, I want to learn from you. Yeah, what it takes to become a great geek. Do you need to dabble with the one thousand hours of Dota and uh, five thousand or five years of your life playing Warcraft? Mm, and that's kind of hard. I want something like I want uh, a one way ticket. Well, like, what's the fastest way for me to immerse myself in that universe? Fastest way to get what? Uh, geek street cred? Yeah. Is that what you're asking for? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, you fucking go straight into novels. Yeah, no, straight no. into reading. What? If you like, we're I, talking about geeks here. Yes, with geeks, if you go okay. to like the source, what they call the lore, right? Mm. If you go into that. Into any game, you look at Magic the Gathering, you look at Dungeons and Dragons, you look at Star Wars, you look at Warhammer 40k, any of these franchises. Mm-hmm. If you're the person that reads the books, yeah. the actual novels, mm-hmm. and you have that knowledge, you've spent years of like maintaining useless knowledge, you just <laughs> put it into your brain over and over yeah. again, and you can recite it on a dot, yeah. that is the most powerful geek card you can play. That's Ooh. like the trap card. You get it? Yeah. So if I hear some assholes reference. talking about talking about D and D and stuff, I'm like, hey, I read D and D. Oh, is that is there? <laughs> yeah, sure. That- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. This is not. He's trying. He's trying. He's trying. Right? He's yeah, it's a trying man. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna do one of those. You know, like the the, the like uh, the, the relationship coaches. I'll be like in your ear, like the whole time with like oh. an earpiece, and like, yeah, yeah. you'll listen up. Like tell her, tell her, like I love Dritz, yo. I like I like Drow, like dark elves. That's what I'm into. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
They'll get them. We'll get them wet, bro. Oh, yeah. juicy. Very juicy information, man. I feel like we skipped the entire introductory like <laughs> part of, of, of. Usually, we introduce the guests. We tell them like, you know. Oh, dude. Hey, we, I thought we agreed on something else with the new podcast. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, we did. Well, we uh, we well, forgot spoiler. to tell you also, but uh, we're gonna like after the after we shoot this podcast, we're gonna shoot again talking about this episode and oh. introducing you. So, no worries. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna introduce you in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like the Lex Friedman style. Like, look at the camera. And oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Lex like Friedman. Yeah. Or do you listen to uh, to uh, what's his name? Theo. Theo Vaughn. Uh, Theo, I try to, man, but it, he's At just... first, I was off-put as well by, yeah, by yeah. His, his, his approach. Yeah. Uh, or the way he is, his personality, right? There's the way something he talks about well. him that makes me feel bad about people that use meth. That's, that's <laughs> just it. When I see him, I'm like, this guy yeah. comes from GTA. I can see it in <laughs> Right? Like, he should be just jacking cars, bro. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, oh, oh, he always looks up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so he's having the flashbacks. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, and his stories are fucking crazy. Like everyone tells him, you you gotta be fucking lying. Yeah, most yeah. of the time. But he swears it's all true. Yeah, I believe him. I think he's. I think many of them like are, <clears throat> especially comedians will like exaggerate what they know. But yes. it's always coming from something they know. Yeah, yes, 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 you know what I mean. Yes, yes. Oh, that's a great segue to the next topic. See, I do that Dude, too. What the fuck? <laughs> how, how how did you get into comedy? Because uh, you're and also when? a comedian. And when? When yeah. did you discover? Oh, and I can. Why? I have the funny. I didn't. I I used like comedy, and this is where we're gonna start. If you want to talk about how comedians get like into their field, it always mm-hmm. starts with the sad place. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. for me, it was like uh, as a background to the viewers, I'm half Saudi, half Bahraini. Grew up most of my life in Saudi. Half of my like my mom's fa- side of the family, most of them live in Bahrain. Mm. And I used to, for my uh, high school years, actually commute back and forth from Saudi to Bahrain. Oh. But went straight from a Saudi like regular median class private school. Only boys. Mm. Back when everything was illegal, everything was not allowed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Straight into Bahrain school, American like locker rooms. Yeah, yeah. girls for the first time, <laughs> algebra yeah. and English. And I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure shit out. And Wait, yo, daddy is Saudi. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's not a bad thing, don't worry. No, 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 it's not a bad thing. Of course not. Yeah. Till <laughs> later. It'll be <laughs> bad later on. We'll talk about okay. that. Okay. All right. Carry on. <clears throat> but um, yeah, it's like I. With comedy, I, I always, like, was attracted to sitcoms. I was attracted to, like, comedians on stage and people that were just saying what's on their mind. Because everybody around me would never really tell me stuff to my face. Yeah. I was a guy that was full of social anxiety. I was a wallflower. I would not talk. I would not make jokes. I would never express my shit. And if I do, it's usually weird shit. Yeah. It's like the D&D shit. It's the yeah. cringy shit I just did earlier with the DM stuff. You're yeah. reminding me of myself, dude. You feel it, right? Minus yeah, hundred percent. The geek stuff. <laughs> Minus the geek stuff. Like I literally had nothing to say. <laughs> but you're a type of geek. I can tell that. You're either an artist or a musician or something like that. Everyone's geeking over something. You know what I mean? Oh, like, like he, okay, you're probably okay. yeah. And when it comes to like, I'll speak for him because I get to see him the most. Yeah, he's very into like the the music space. The, you you know when someone plays a guitar, okay, yeah. Most people notice the chords and how it sounds, the harmony. Yeah. This this fucker is looking at the notes and like yeah. the scale of the whatever. And I'm just like, what are you saying? Like you know? he's the guy that That's doesn't bullshit. just learn the song. He's like he knows music theory, you know. Probably, that's, that's, uh, or at least like that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you I, say I, it's I, bullshit, I, but 
Well, it's true. <laughs> Because there's the other type that looks at the guitars like, I don't know what it's called or what it does. I just know the sound it makes. And it goes like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you continue. Uh, yeah, so... Um, For for comedy, it was it was literally that beginning where I didn't I didn't actually know how to express myself. I was jealous of people that could, and I always felt out of place. I could barely like right now. I struggle to look you in the eye. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. I also I, had uh, have still that issue. Like it's very hard to maintain eye contact. I think people who can maintain eye contact are psychopaths. Like one, you have yeah. to break it. The weirdos that just never do right? yeah, the, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, they're just like, hey, you know, my day went like this, this. I'm like, how the fuck can you stay? Stop looking at my soul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Real. But you know what I noticed from people who do that? They always stand really close to you. They're like, yeah. I had so, bro, peanut butter. <laughs> how's your day? And they're like, can you get any closer? <laughs> yeah, it's okay if you're a hot chick. No, I don't no, mind. I, I'm, I'm feeling like right now aroused. I just. <laughs> That, that all, that's all it took out of you. Oh man! <laughs> but 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 for real, like if you think about like the psychology of that, like how much it, you have to be either be like very confident to to you know just be like that in front of a person, you yeah. know, just talk about Or normal compensating. Maybe, but I don't think they're aware of that. Yeah, you know, like from when I when I see human interaction, because <clears throat> I, I was like sort of like you. Uh, I had social anxiety and all that stuff. I could never really connect with people. Like, yeah. I can have the, the the normal conversation, like, hi, how are you? I did this, I did that. But never really, like, intimate, you know? Like, yeah. like I couldn't see someone as my friend because I couldn't connect in that way. So so when, when, when I see people having th- these conversations, let's say a friend of mine is talking to a friend he just met or, or someone something like that, and, and they're, they're, like, staring each other in the eye, I'm like... Something's wrong. Like something has to be wrong, or maybe I'm just very pessimistic. I don't know. But but to to be able to hold yourself that like securely, you yeah. know, I'm like there should be some sort of like what have you went through? Like I want to know the 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 story of how you became this What's person. What's your pain? Yeah, or or is there none? <laughs> Are you just like living ignorantly and you were raised in a certain way that makes you just like that? Like your 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 how do I explain this? Your aura of approach is just that solid. Like nothing phases you. Mm-hmm. I, so I, you can stare at someone. I don't, I don't know about you because I don't want to assume things here, but usually yeah. it's people that are, I noticed this later on in life when my bitterness started turning into understanding mm-hmm. yeah. where I noticed some people are well adjusted. Uh-huh. So for example, when I first met my wife, mm-hmm. uh, she's sweet. She's the most patient person in the world. She understands me on a whole under, uh, other level. And I remember the first year of being with her, Uh, I would constantly look for, like, I was like, oh my God, she's amazing. Here's something. She's doing this. She's this. She's this. And I was like, where's the fucked up shit? Yeah. Like, where? Ah, yeah. oh, there has oh. to be. And then I'd look at her family, be like, okay, they're, they're nice. They're all going, being friendly and loving and everything else. And they're like, where, what are they hiding? Are they trying to tell me something behind the scenes? <laughs> yeah, are yeah. they fucking with me under the table? What's happening? Yeah. And then I realized I'm the fucked up one. <laughs> yeah. And they're just really well adjusted, <laughs> healthy, yeah. loving people. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you're Society, looking, as you're looking everywhere. You, you forgot to look at yourself exactly yeah i'm looking for me exactly yeah. man. so i think for a lot of people that yeah. have gone through that kind of like mm. difficulty adjusting and, mm, yeah. and understanding relating yeah there is a weirdness when you see two people connecting and they don't even flinch they yeah. don't hesitate yeah and for me I, like i said i was jealous of that and having been through so many like uh like culture shocks early on in life And then deciding, oh shit, everything in my head, neuroses-wise, everything that was fucking with my head because I came from a background, a family where they were so afraid of everything. Mm-hmm. Everything you do could cause something. Mm, Don't yeah. say anything that could cause conflict. 
Don't do anything that could hurt somebody else's feeling. Be respectful. Learn these millions of rules. Learn these cultural, tribal traditions. Mm. Learn how to pour the coffee from the right hand and hand it with a different hand, etc. Oh, Etiquette. Mm. All these things. Dude, we lived through the same <coughs> shit, dude. You know it. I, I always get, like... <clears throat> okay. Discipline at my house was different. Like, I've seen... I, I mean, I have friends here. <laughs> and... Uh, Growing up, I always noticed a difference when my dad is, you know, teaching me stuff. It's always, it's always like uh, aggressive, aggressive and strict, yeah. right? But I'm looking at them, I'm like, oh, but they, they, they know the, the same shit I know, but I, I'm sure they, that they didn't go through the shit that I went through, probably because I was half Filipino. So my mom's from Philippines. Um, maybe my dad felt like he need to, you know, um, like hammer reinforce like some arab traditions yeah. onto me yeah, yeah. So i think you, it was the same for me because yeah. it made me in a different way but i think maybe you had it uh, much more intensely but for me i think it was because my dad didn't really have the ability no and i at a younger age i thought it was because he didn't want to mm-hmm. but i just thought i understood he didn't have it the ability to be vulnerable and just like yeah. show <clears throat> affection in a normal healthy yeah, yeah. manly way yeah and instead he only knew how to discipline which is fine and I think he saw me and he's like, I'm an Ayal Mary, whatever it is. Like, I'm, I'm this like English speaking, yeah. like uh, Western attracted kid. Yeah. And it was probably because the influence from my mom, who, you know, she grew up uh, very kind of like um, uh, attracted to English culture. And there's mm. a lot, because she's Bahraini, there's a lot of English uh, influences in yeah. Bahraini, yeah, right? the sure. British <clears throat> Empire, all this stuff. <clears throat> so she always encouraged that side of me that was westernized. Yeah. Whilst my dad was the guy that took me out to hunting, fishing, mm. oh. falconry. No way. We did all of that stuff. Oh, yep. nice. You've hunted? I hunted, yeah. Lit. <laughs> yes. Oh, and what, what did you hunt? Uh, mostly karwan or habari, which is like types of birds. Okay. And yeah. that's basically falcon hunting. Mm-hmm. Or you'll go into like uh, places like Nairia or other places in the south of Saudi and you'd go and hunt rabbits and other smaller like type of critters. But we're not talking like bears and fucking wolves. Like, yeah. I wish because then it would feel fair. <laughs> yeah. As a kid, I didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. yeah. Now as an adult, I understand that hunting is not necessarily a great thing, but hunt something that can kill you and then we're good. Yeah. I think that's oh, the yeah. rule, right? That, 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 that's uh, how it should be. Wait, did yeah. you use guns? <clears throat> uh, no, mostly falcons. But every now and then, yeah, okay. you'd, you'd like, if you, for example, needed to do a mercy kill, they'd mm-hmm. bring out the guns. Mm-hmm. That's when oh. it had happened. Like, or if the falcon catches it and it's still alive and it's kind of playing around with it, the inharuna, which is like with the knife, and they're just like mm-hmm. slit its throat right then and there. You've said a lot of Arabic words that are new to me. All of these? No, no, no. A is lot the- of them. Oh. <laughs> 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 he doesn't speak Arabic, though. Yeah. So everything's oh. new to him. But Conce- okay. Contextual only. Like, I understand Arabic by context. Yeah. However, I, I have no... Dude, the words he was using was like... How, how I can tell they're these. <laughs> I've heard a bunch of... of Arabic words in my lifetime, <laughs> and I've never heard those. <laughs> so, so they're equally. I didn't know how to translate. Habara and, and Kurwan are like birds. That's okay. all. That's the name of birds. Mm-hmm. So, there was nothing about that that was like um, unique in my experience compared to a lot of other people that already do that. Yeah. So if you look at a bunch of the families here that do like horseback riding, if their family were into horseback riding, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad was about the fishing and the falcons. Yeah. Those were the two things. Oh yeah. Yes. Sounds like a. Good thing to be into. <laughs> no, they scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> they should. Like, I'm like, there's no way a child could have handled this no, like, easily. You, I wanted you... to run, bro. bro. I have a fear of birds, and it only like left when I was, when I was 18. 
Because, 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 as like a seven year old, I think um, I I went with my dad and his friend like uh, has a lot of pet birds, like different different species, right? One of these birds sat on my shoulder, as birds do, and this one had like very very clawy, pointy, pointy fucking claws, and it just pierced me here before it, it flew off, and there was like marks, and after that I was just traumatized. I'm like fucking hate birds. <laughs> Even if you give me the cutest tiniest bird, I'll just I'll flinch. <laughs> to, like to this day, I, if if I'm not aware there's a bird in the room, I'll flinch. It's just a parakeet would just yeah, fuck yeah, with you. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, <laughs> fall into your. But but I was so small. You don't you don't just throw a bird in my face. You you say this is a bird. Yeah. It can hurt you, however it won't, probably, <laughs> and then place it on me. Don't just, like, take me in a room and suddenly, ah! and like, like, what the fuck, man? Do, do you feel, that like, vindicated, like, like, later on in life when you found out they come from dinosaurs? You're like, yes, they're murderers! Every what? single bird. Yeah, they come from dinosaurs, bro. Birds are dinosaurs. Bro, but dinosaurs If you believe real. in evolution, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Darwinian at heart. No. Uh-huh. So uh, you're telling me that we had dinosaurs what, yeah. at home? What? Chickens, what? Atta- chickens are fucking T-Rexes, bro. Facts. Facts. What? Mic drop. Can't drop Crazy. this, but... Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> nice, nice, man. Uh, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. We, 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 so many tangents. Yeah, yeah, welcome exactly. to my life. I'm sorry. No, no, this is us too. It's a fucking problem. I don't know how pe- people like Joe Rogan yeah. handle podcasts so well. Like, I, I feel idea. like there's a map in his head and he gets through it. It's the weed, man. <laughs> Probably. I think it's the focus. Yeah, the weed. That's <laughs> yeah. one of it. Okay, let's, let's get back on track. Okay. Yeah. Comedy. Continue with your right. story. Yeah. So that being my background, right, and uh, like dealing with a lot of like cultural clashes, being a cross-cultural kid, you know, having that reinforced. Uh, then uh, when I was at the the height of my like social sorry. anxiety and the bottle because maybe the camera. Is uh, I'm so sorry. Oh, we're yeah. gonna get sued. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Um, what was I saying? <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. So at the height of that, like. Uh, the cultural clash that's happening inside myself because yeah. it's like a, a, a self-spiritual thing to say. Yeah. Um, I later on was always escaping from life. So whenever I didn't want to deal with something, when it was social conflict or it was difficult family moments or people fighting or anything that would be um, something that a kid couldn't handle, I would always escape. And my go-tos were video games, comic books, and uh, comedy. And specifically, comedy was the one that would always work because it would be the thing that just takes something that's depressing or sad or scary, and no matter what, you could laugh. Hundred percent. But who would you go to? Like who? Who was? I think the go-to. The go-to for me early on in life was some. What was it? Um, I think it was Robin Williams' first stand-up set in the 80s that famous one i can't remember what it's called live at something 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 i've only seen one and it's really old like it's even square like on youtube he's it's this the one i'm talking about is so old it's a classic that he's still on cocaine like you see him just oh, like yeah, like really? like just jittery the whole time and he's just walking around with him. oh so wait wait he was he was wearing kameez and 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 uh, a necktie i think i think i think so, I think so. I'm that's not the sure. one i saw it's very old <clears throat> it's, it's, it's old, the, yeah. probably the first one that made him made him famous as a stand-up mm. And um, that and Conan O'Brien in the 90s. Conan was my shit. Conan had like the feeling, especially whenever we'd uh, travel and I'd get get a chance to catch his show in the late night. Mm -hmm. And it was specifically because my parents would watch Jay Leno and I fucking hated Jay Leno. <laughs> I had nothing against Jay Leno, but personally, it's just, I think it's associated with my parents. And when they'd go to sleep, yeah. I'd, I'd go back to the room 
Uh, my sister would be there and we'd maybe like in the hotel, I'd watch some uh, mm-hmm. Conan. And Conan always had this like outsider, edgy comedy feel to him is that he took risks. He kind of is self-deprecating. Yeah. He acknowledges how shit his jokes and are. Wait, how yeah. old were you when you were into this? I think this was like a 13, maybe. 13. Okay. Yeah, I think it was 13, Were you aware 14. of like... Uh, when as you watched the comic, were you aware of what they were doing, or were no. you just ingesting the? No, none of it. I, I wasn't aware of any of it. Like <laughs> I'd just watch him and uh, even like sitcoms that were like you know um, the early things like uh, what's it called Boy Meets World or all these crappy ones. Oh, it didn't yeah. matter. Yeah. I just digested. It didn't yeah, matter if it's 100%. terrible, yeah. if it's good. And you binge watch, right? Yes. So, so after Boy Meets World, you switch over to Nickelodeon or or whatever channel. Yes. Did, did you ever watch Married with Children? Of uh, wait, wait. Which one is married with children? Love and marriage. Love and marriage. They go together. I, I'm too like young for this. <laughs> Something and get. Yeah. No, I, I remember that. that. It was the last show I think on TV that actually showed an abusive husband. <laughs> 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 Like yeah, an actual dude. abusive, dude, like holy always crap. shitting on his wife, husband. Yeah, 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 And that was the one that was like, I'd be like, how is this? Like, how are they making these jokes? I yeah. couldn't understand the cultural difference, Yannick. Yeah. And I, I think a part of me wanted that kind of honesty in life, like around me. Oh yeah, it, but it sort of created this fake uh, reality. Or, 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 or something that you wish was reality, right? Yeah, exactly. Because that's whenever I watch those shows, I'm like, oh, this is cool. <clears throat> and I watch and I, I, I like literally, I know after this show, it's going to, sh- this is, this is going to be on and this is going to be on, uh, on this channel. Yeah. So I just have the remote and watch the whole day. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the biggest escape, man. Like, uh, yeah, that's true. I, I think that's why a lot of people without giving spoilers out to people that haven't seen it. But a WandaVision, have you guys heard of that show? I wish I could watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. No, uh, it's Disney uh, Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah, I think yeah we, no, we don't I get it here unless you sail the seven seas and then, <laughs> then you can get anything. But um, that, that show, I think I spoke to a lot of people that like to escape to comedy because the premise is that the, the character is going, spoiler alert, is going through some trauma mm-hmm. and they deal with it by going into a sitcom world and escaping into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I, and... Um, that's what I didn't get. Like when I saw the trailers in the beginning when they were uh, announcing WandaVision, uh, I did not uh, understand what the fuck is going on. You're not supposed to. Uh, That's yeah. the best thing about the show. I can't even explain it if I wanted to. So just just watch it. Yeah? Watch it, Addy. I like right now, get do the that. fuck out there. And watch <laughs> no. I'll see you guys. <laughs> we're going on in a break. week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, that that's that's why Comedy Man meant the world to me, and that's why like it took me years to fucking want to get into it and actually get up on stage. And I think the first time I ever did stand up was in 2011 or maybe early 2012. It was a place called the Lions Den in London. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Yeah, literally called the Lions Den. I thought it was here. No. Well, you started. Oh, we got a superstar, dude. <laughs> what? No. Why was that? <laughs> no. If, if you're a comic and you've done any like. Any sort of com- comedy work outside of Bahrain? Technically, you, you've made it. You've Fuck made no. It. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no! I mean, experience-wise, you can write it on your CV, and like, it looks it looks I've, good. I've actually yeah. been I've been paid here. I've not once been even looked at sideways there. Like yeah. because that's where you started, right? I don't. Well, th- yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think. I don't think. Yeah, no matter where you obviously are. Obviously, when you come here, you're like, uh, my first show was in the Lion's Den in London. No. You, f- f- uh, what? Not a show. An open mic night. So uh, it's a, Yeah, okay, whatever. You can twist. 
I, I don't lie, but I'll be honest about something. There, there was a <laughs> moment about that show that mm. was like, you could say, oh, okay, well, it gave me balls, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're thinking, okay, this started my stand-up exactly. career, right? Yeah. yeah. Fuck no. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Reality <laughs> expectation. <laughs> exactly, man. I fucking went up on it. And in the, the UK, they have specific types of open mic, open mic nights that I've never mm. heard of before, mm. which are called gong shows. Okay. Gong shows? Gong shows. And a gong show is where like you... You go up on stage and there's, let's say, it's, let's say 20 people have signed up to go on the open mic. Mm. And the second you go up, you have like five minutes. But okay. that's not a hard five <coughs> minutes. So oh. if you start bombing within the first minute and they you don't get people, there's yeah. a monkey or a gorilla guy that comes in a suit and he just hits a freaking gong and pushes you off the stage. Oh, shit. Okay. It is that brutal and that like rapid oh fire. Okay. There is oh, no mercy. Damn. It is like you don't get them. You don't hook them like it's freaking Vine or TikTok or something. Yeah. So you've been, you've, you've performed in one of those? Or? those are, that's the first show I ever did. did Nobody told me that. Did you bomb? Wait. Instantly. <laughs> how fast? How fast uh, did the gorilla guy come? Like within the first minute, bro. I didn't oh, even last this because my material. I didn't even say the punchline. I, I I went after this chick who was an Israeli chick, and she was doing some some bit about like, and I can't even remember my own bit now. I can't tell it to you, but she was doing a bit about like um, mothers in the Middle East, and that could actually bring peace to the Middle East because our mothers are the same. They're just mm-hmm. like they they just pick on us. They always want us to do better, and it was it was literally a whole joke about how whiny our moms are. So. We we could kind of find solidarity in that and she killed like the first three minutes she killed and i was like Ooh. shit this is kind of like what the thing i wanted to do <laughs> and i started going up the stage and i was like i can't do this anymore i can't start talking <laughs> about my family in the same vein she yeah. just did it yeah so i started panicking i started like getting my my hands started getting sweaty yeah. i started like looking around nervously i i never You're making dealt- me nervous dude dude <laughs> like like mom spaghetti that's oh, literally, oh shit. <laughs> that literally the moment that's fucking happening. And these people in the UK are vicious. Like, oh, he's fucking freezing up, mate. He's fucking, he's Such a fucking wanker. <laughs> that's right. Go fight. Go fight, you fucking wanker. Oh, oh shit. And the gorilla was looking at me like all sad, but he's like, oh, man, I have to do this now. Come on, man. Just get up. Bang, bang, bang. And he just pushes me off the stage and people laugh and... I, I never did comedy again uh, <laughs> oh, shit. for like three years after oh, that. Man. Yeah, that was the, the first time. Man. But how, uh, I mean, what well, your material yeah. uh, that you were uh, performing there, your bit, how thought of was it? And how much did you prepare for that None. show? None. I didn't even understand the principles of it. Like oh, I, th- okay. I thought, like most people think that if you're funny, you can just go and you just yeah, go like up wing and, it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not really. the I case. think only Dave Chappelle can do it. Can do that. that yeah, fucker. I think it comes with experience. Like if you've been talking throughout your whole life in that sort of manner, and then you go on stage, but dude. There's something yeah, like a natural kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like for for you to get to that level, it's mm-hmm. like you have to. It's exactly like you said. He's yeah. developed an ability to tell. Yeah. And see, like, like it's like he's fucking Neo in the Matrix. Yeah. And he can yeah. see all possibilities at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And he learns, like, oh, that's a person sitting there, and they're a mixed race couple. I could segue yeah. into this, or yeah. I can talk about someone this. heckles, and you're like, oh, yeah, two jokes ahead. This guy fits in exactly. <laughs> oh shit. And it's because he he did the raps, bro. He went mm-hmm. up yeah. and, and yeah. like. Like compared to us here that don't really have venues or don't have anything else, when he didn't have a venue, <laughs> Chappelle would go up into parks. Yeah, and just actually with an, yeah. interact with yeah. Exactly, just an amp and, and and a microphone, and that was it. And he'd just like basically talk to people on the street yeah. and and riff off of them. And you do that I here, wish. and you're in jail. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
Oh, I'm jail. If you don't have Words. a guitar with you, I think you're in jail. <laughs> no, I wish something weird. similar would happen in Bahrain because I really think comedy is a gateway to drug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, laughter is a drug, right? Yeah. When you laugh, your your hormones are changing. Everything is changing in your body. Yeah. Yeah. You become happier, yeah. and if you're depressed. You forget about your depression for a, well, for a while. That's why people like get so offended with comedians say something that they feel is impactful because mm-hmm. they feel that control. Mm-hmm. Like we oh. have a biological like control over people for a second. That's yeah. true, right? <clears throat> that's true. So when yeah. you make somebody laugh yeah. or you have a powerful message, and this happens in your circles of friends when you see it, like when you're with people, you can be talking to somebody and you mm-hmm. have a legitimate argument, right? You're yeah. like you're going through all the logic and the reasoning and the rationale, and then your friend that's a funny fuck <laughs> doesn't have to. Even think, yeah. but he says something yeah. that just like jujitsu's your your counter with just a like a joke, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. and everybody on the room is on his side. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. That's it. That's 100%. all it takes, man. Because yeah. it's yeah. connecting to that human element, right? Yeah, exactly. Now that, w- that brought back some flashbacks for me because I'm not a funny person. Like I, I, at least I don't think I'm that I'm that humorous, right? But yeah. I, and I but I do have funny friends. Whenever a heated uh, argument or or topic is happening and I'm throwing out logic and shit, this funny fuck just says something and like I lose the rune and I'm like. Why? I'm seeing. I'm yeah. spitting facts. You're just Why building an empire, building your castle, and he just went, "Ah, you're yeah. fucking sand, bro. You're nothing." Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sad, but but you know, like I, I appreciate like knowing that because now that I I can sort of tweak myself, like when I want to be funny, it, when the situation arises or I yeah. see an opportunity, I can throw that. And <clears throat> but I feel like it, it's it's very. You could use comedy to manipulate a lot of things. Mm. Yeah, you, know you can. I mean? You can. Uh, yeah. Some comics, comics aren't honest about that. And mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll, I'll, like, there's a very common like defense that comedians do, and it's specifically the comedians that go into politics, right? Mm. Yeah. And they're always like, "Oh, <clears throat> I'm just making jokes." Yeah, like yeah. I'm especially like covering up using comedy as an excuse for yeah. them to mm. say shit. Exactly, yeah. especially yeah. these days. Like there, there was a time and place back maybe in the early 2000s where there were legitimately some comedians that are just doing jokes. Yeah, and comics can tell who is the one that has the agenda and who's the one that's actually just fucking around. Yeah, but these <clears> days <throat> it seems like not even just comedians, like even newscasters, anybody that wants to get away with saying the most outrageous shit. Yeah, all they have to do is say it's satire, mm. legally mm. speaking, right? Yeah. And yeah. we're talking about the states and everywhere yeah. else. So you can imagine that that is the reason why most people today get so like they get so caught up in anything a comedian does. Mm. And they think that, that like this one monkey in the jester's costume mm. has so much power. Yeah. yeah. And that power is like it vanishes instantly. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, I do. Like yeah, people yeah, yeah. will like I was telling a friend of mine who's a comedian. And I don't know if this is okay to talk about on the show because it's kind of explicit. Okay. It's okay. We like it. Good. <laughs> but he was Personally. asking. He's like, man, like I can't, I can't, I can't get with girls. I can't get with chicks. I can't. Like he's not really necessarily the most good-looking guy in the world. He's mm-hmm. not necessarily the most charismatic in the world, especially when he's talking one-on-one. But he's doing comedy for the first couple of times. So I was like, man. You're, you're golden on stage when you flow, yeah. when you're like hitting those beats, when the people are connecting to what you have to say and you're fucking funny. Yeah. He's like, yeah, what do, what do you want me to do with that? I was like, man, that's your fucking golden hour. <laughs> yeah. Like for that one hour after, yeah. you have a limited time now to <laughs> enter any pussy in the room. <laughs> All of them are available to you if you just this nudge. Yeah. Just, you, you just have to maintain it because yeah. that spell doesn't last. Yeah. It's like a fucking yeah. video game. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's the law of diminishing yeah. returns. 15 minutes until the potion runs 
runs out. It's gonna exactly. run out, man. Yeah. It's like with girls that like get obsessed with guys that have an accent, yeah. right? Like if he's got a French accent yeah. or yeah. Spanish. And at first, it's like intriguing. Yeah, and over time, you just get used to it. It's like just a dude that speaks with a lisp, man. I don't <laughs> yeah. give a fuck if you're from Barcelona, okay? <laughs> you smell like a fucker. You can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, man. Oh, that is true. true. Yeah, that's that's the case, man. Comedy has power, but the power is like ephemeral. It's not. Mm. It's not real. Mm. But for a moment in time, yeah, people think it is. Yeah, it's like it's like what do you call that fucking uh, anime? It's like Naruto when you when you charge your chakras and you're like ah, you fill it up and you you're this much funny and then goes down, goes down. Now, once it's zero, it's like Cinderella, twelve p- twelve a.m. Exactly, man. And that's right? a, that's the thing. Nobody remembers you after that. Yeah, like <laughs> everybody remembers. Like if you if you're a comedian, you have to be super fucking famous. Mm-hmm. Like mm. you have to have done something. That lands you either in trouble, and that's why people remember your name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you're somebody that's like, like you sell out arenas. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're at that scale. We're talking about internationally, right? Yes. Yeah. In Bahrain, I don't see anyone who could fit that um, because th- th- there's no comedy scene here in Bahrain, no. unfortunately. And I wish, I wish the opposite. And that's the question I wanted to ask: is what do you think we should do? Because I'm a huge fan of comedy. I w- I've been telling Corvin uh, for some time, um, I would love to do stand-up. Just yeah. to, you know, just to get the feel of it. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a nice... Because it's a nice thing to do because there is a lot of preparation before uh, you go and say, tell a joke. And there's a lot to a joke. Yeah. It's not just like, hey, I got something funny to say, say it and leave. No. It's a whole story. It's storytelling, basically. You yeah. have, you know, your build up, and then in the end, everyone laughs. You're like, "Thank you, bye, my fuckers." So I wish <laughs> it was. <laughs> I wish we had something like that here in Bahrain. We we have it in like 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 a smaller scale. A yeah, very, very and, and it comes scale. and goes in waves, like a lot of yeah. things mm-hmm. in Bahrain do, yeah. right? Yeah. And, yeah, and and the problem is, is that it doesn't have staying power. Because either, it's hard to sustain that because it's like the audience as well, right? Like there's yeah. not a lot of people who are actively seeking for that. Yes. You know, when it's there, they're like, oh, let's check it out. Yeah. When it's not there, no one gives a fuck. No one's like, I want comedy right now. Except the people who want to do the comedy. Exactly. Yeah, right? but there's always, there. see, there's, oh, if, you th- if you think about it in a business perspective, okay. I think it could change. Like maybe, maybe open up a restaurant that's really good. That's always busy. Yeah. And have a comedy club. Like, have it become a comedy club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People will always go there for food. But the plus is that... There's always comedy. There's always comedy. You, yeah. s- you solved one of the problems right now, which is the business model. Because if yeah. you look at it, right, with a comedian, you can... And no, people hate me saying this because it always <laughs> it like deters venues from actually making on shows. But it's, yeah. the, it's the God honest truth. It's, yeah. uh, it's the fact that if you, if you look at a club or you look at a lounge or you look at any restaurant, if you're going to fill that restaurant up with like a, a DJ... Mm. and he's just one dude and he's mm. there there's yeah. no setup there's no overhead there's nothing and you can just fill the room with tables you're making more for your bank is that my phone that's mine oh. sorry just making sure i was worried <laughs> <laughs> fucking unprofessional fuck <laughs> two years on radio for nothing <laughs> <laughs> oh anything can go like if your phone rings and it's your wife you're like hey babe we're i'm in a podcast yeah. oh guess what you're in it too uh, say yeah. hi <laughs> Oh, we're getting a divorce? Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> the papers are waiting at home? All right. Okay. You've signed them? Okay. 
Oh man. More oh, clips. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of editing. Oh, good luck with that. Enjoy it. Um, so yeah, what I was saying is like the business model part is that, right? So if you have something yeah. that like, like you have to find somebody that's like a true patron. That's mm-hmm. the first key, right? Yeah. So you look at Mitzi who uh, runs the LA Comedy Club and Mitzi Shore. She yeah. was kind of like a first patron for comedy in LA. She had her own comedy club and she kind of sub- sub- subsidized comedy in that, that time period from the 80s and 70s. Yeah. And when it dipped after the 80s and there was basically nobody going to comedy shows in the mm-hmm. States, right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it hit its peak. Uh, and if you don't have somebody that kind of subsidizes it the same way, like you had like people take MMA under their wing in mm. Bahrain, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. When nobody would. And mm. back when it was looked down on, like, what? Yeah. this is a brutal fucking martial art. What are you doing? Why? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, why would you support this? And unless you have something like that combined with a diehard community uh, of people that love comedy as a culture. Yeah. yeah. When you have that, <clears throat> those two. That's when you can start actually getting traction with enough comedians being generated. Because what happens now is that you'll get four people, five people maybe at most. Like you look at the first generation of comedians. Uh, as in comedians, you yes. mean? Yes. Okay. Yeah. F- f- four comics, let's say. And you look at the first generation in Bahrain, which came from the Axis of Evil Comedy Tour, right? It's Yusuf Taha, Ali Fingers, Imran Aradi, yeah. Barah Abdullah for a while when he was mm-hmm. still doing comedy. And those people's career kind of launched from that one singular event. Yeah. And people knew them from that and then like other things like radio, for example, for Imran. Yeah. Uh, after <clears> that, <throat> there's, there's no more uh, like ecosystem where you're generating more comedians. Yeah. Because the, I, I think a big part of it is because no one actually took the initiative to start something. Or maybe they did, but... Uh, uh, gave up along the way because you know why look at all the famous comedians who who came to Bahrain Maz yeah. Jabrani yeah. You look at uh, fucking Fluffy when he came yeah. here look at all of those international comedians when they came to Bahrain a lot of people went to see them yeah a lot of people went to see them and most of the time it was sold out as far as I can remember most of these shows were sold out yeah so w- these guys are obviously fans of good comedy Yes. But they don't know that we also we also could have talent here in Bahrain. Uh, it's fun to see someone bombing because it's actually you're like, oh, what the fuck is happening? Oh, I can't stand watching this. Yeah. Okay, next. You know, um, yeah. th- there's always you know fun. Maybe encourage encourage people in a way when someone's bombing. Okay, people can make fun of them, right? Encourage uh, like uh, encourage hecklers. Exactly. Yeah. You this, know, this it is could, it could be fun. This is what I've been telling some some of the comics that were like the next gen that came up after me and 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 from this more recent era, right? And they some of them are very sensitive, mm-hmm. and they know that the opportunities <clears throat> are very little. Like what, what when there is a comedy show and pops up, it's it's few and far between. Once every two months, something like that. And you t- you tell them, hey, this is a gig. It's at this venue. There's going to be people that are probably drunk. They're probably Navy people. They're probably rowdy. Or this yeah. is a family event. Or this is a corporate event. You can't say no to experience. Yeah, yes. a lot exactly. of these people do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's shit, man. It is, man. Yeah. Would you say no? <clears throat> Never. I I learn more Hello, from failing, boy. bro. Facts, man. Yeah. Well, I, the, the, yeah, yeah. the reality is when when you go up on stage, whatever it is you're doing, when you do something well, the first question is like, "What the fuck did I do right? I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> like, why yeah. are you laughing? Like, <laughs> yeah. What did I do right? Yeah. Right. But when you do when you when you mess up, mm. people will tell you, and yes. they won't laugh. And you can fix that or improve or like it's it's. But exactly. it's very hard to improve when 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 people are telling you that you're you're doing bad. Usually, 
bad oh shit yeah and it goes really down right yeah people have a, a like that's what i'm saying it's this is like a a problem that has multi-faceted issues like all connected at once and mm. like you can't solve it unless you have that c- proper cultural uh mindset that goes with it mm-hmm. because you have to be okay with failure from the comedian side and the audience has to be okay with seeing failure and finding enjoyment out of it. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yes, exactly. Because where are they going to get the experience? Mm. It's like I talk to some people who've asked me this question before and they say like, and they're business people. Mm. They're like, hey, do comedy in Bahrain and everything else. Like, why can't you guys get it started? I'll say, well, in business, do, you, do, do entrepreneurs most of the time feel incentivized to fail? Mm-hmm. No, no. They need a certain amount of certainty. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah. Always back. Uh, plan B, Plan C, Plan D. Exactly. So you kind of have to incubate that yeah. for people to take the risk. Mm. Now, a lot of people will say, "Why would I put myself out there in the first place? Take the risk of being, you know, heckled or humiliated, humiliated yeah, yeah. or anything else, yeah. knowing that you know I'm never going to get the opportunity to kind of fix it and try mm-hmm. again and try again and try again yeah it's your one shot and maybe you n- you never get another shot again and there's no more open mics you you could you could I've seen people actually go up on an open mic the venues would be like oh he's terrible and I'd say yeah he's learning <laughs> exactly let him learn yeah, yeah motherfuckers that's that's the point it's mm-hmm. like they don't come polished like fucking fluffy who's done 3,000 shows <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. That, that's the the end product mm-hmm. right you have mm-hmm. to actually be able to put in the reps and that's yeah. why uh, people should understand uh, should understand the difference between a special show a private show or a one man show who has op- uh, o- openers for him openers, yeah. yeah or uh, open mic night open mic night is basically that's the gym that's the gym where people go and or maybe that's that's not the gym the gym is like no it's the gym even, is it? even for like experienced comedians like you'll yeah. see Chappelle or anybody you mm-hmm. gotta train man dude they will take their first set that you'll see in a comedy special yeah and they will Use work it, it yeah. yeah through multiple like locations multiple venues even open mics yeah they'll just drop into an open mic and the reason they do it is because they know that the odds, of, like if you go to a like a Yuck Yucks or a Caroline's or something in the States, these are comedy clubs. If you show up, you know your expectations. I'm going to see a celeb. I'm going to see somebody that's famous. Yes, yeah. okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. But if Chappelle like just drops in in a random open mic night yeah. with, you know, not just the New York crowd or the Austin crowd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like the most random people in the world. Yeah. He now knows with this sample size of people that his stuff is legit working. Okay, yeah. because it's not. Yeah, I think yeah. that's important to uh, mix your audience. Because if, for example, if you're always uh, performing for your audience, they already know what you are. They already know the things you're gonna say. It's it's probably gonna be funny. You're probably gonna have new material, but you're not showing other people who uh, that kind of material. Because maybe you're missing. You know, a way to say this instead of yeah. this. You know, tweak your set a bit. You yeah. can't see you can't see your flaws if you're exactly. using the same. You know, yeah, same sound. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the <clears throat> some people that will fill up and only do shows where you know they've invited fifty of their friends. It's yeah. like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> they're your friends. They're <laughs> gonna laugh anyway. That's why they're here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the reason why. Like, you, uh, some people are like, why don't you promote your shows? It's because I don't want you guys coming in and pity laughing. <laughs> yeah. <if I> fucking <laughs> bomb. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't need that in yeah, my life, yeah. bro. <laughs> I heard some comedians do that. So, so some comedians walk around with people 
uh, in the crowd yeah. and their only job is to laugh That's to start it. laughing because you o- you only need one person laughing really funny for you to laugh sometimes you know they do it in, yeah. in the most unexpected places apparently like Bill Maher on real time had like all the most there's a big no I don't want to say most I don't know I'm talking about my ass but <laughs> I, I, from what I understand is there's a big chunk of the audience that's paid to be there mm. and to Whoa. laugh mm-hmm. I'd and, laugh like hell if you pay me right? <laughs> I want that that's, job man like, I'll put that in my CV professional laugher <laughs> you can imagine, like, he's like I've got five variations I can go with a <laughs> or like a hook <laughs> or I, I can, love the hooks or man. I can go the choking I'm not gonna pretend <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend like my joke you can go with the one Russell hates the most the Khaliji <laughs> That sounds like dolphins exactly. from our previous episode. <laughs> but anyways, I would love to see a comedy club in Bahrain. It doesn't have to be specifically just for comedy. It could be a restaurant. Okay, the business owner could be like, "Hey, I like laughing. I like comedy. Why not have every not weekend? Okay, every Thursday, Sunday, Tuesday. Yeah, for comedy dedicated for people who want to master and hone their craft." I think, honestly, man, if we ever find the right person to do that, then it'll be amazing. If that person never happens, I'm eventually going to do it, honestly. I was just about to say that. Like, yeah. You should fucking go yeah. ahead. Cause, cause I, I think you should, dude. <laughs> it's, a, it's a goal, but yeah. it's like it's the type of goal that you cannot build in, in like a night. And yeah, it's, it requires. I, I feel like the number one thing that I wish most people did for me, especially like when I was looking for role models or I was looking for people that, you know, when you look around, you're like, okay, this is a person that made it. Yeah. You want to know that somebody else has kind of crossed this path or pioneered mm. it a bit, yeah, and opened the way where you're like, oh, it's possible, yeah. You know, this person's it's kind of done something. To yeah. do it now <clears throat> since no one has done it. Exactly. Yeah. So, and and obviously the whole thing with the pandemic has not really helped. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, but I think if, if, regardless in Bahrain, uh, that's not stopping something like this. Because imagine our laws. Because I've heard a lot of comedy clubs in the U.S. close down, especially in uh, in L.A., right? Yeah. So imagine our laws there. I don't think the comedy club would close down, right? Well, because there they have like really legit hard we, lockdowns and shit. We were able to do shows a few months back. Like there was a few shows that happened in Bahrain and it was like a limited audience, limited seating, etc. And then uh, we had a show that was coming up in Oasis Mall. And this is for my improv comedy group, right? So it's kind of like, whose line is it anyway? And we were going to do that show. And uh, the Ministry of Health and I'm not sure which other uh, organization, I think it was the Exhibition and Tourism Authority, kind of pulled the plug on any live shows because of the way the stage was set up. And there was too many people, even though it was an outdoor event. Was this in Jan? I think so. I think think this was uh, the same month. Uh, Younger was talking about. Remember, he had uh, a show Oasis also, also yeah. Oasis Mall, and it was and plugged. It was pulled. Like, yeah, 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 it was yeah. pulled. Yeah. That's the one that basically after I think that one, every every gig that we've gotten has basically been refused uh, the, the the like permission to actually perform. Mm-hmm. So we had one that was supposed to happen last week, last mm-hmm. Saturday, and up till the day of, I didn't know if we were performing or not, and they said. Oh, okay, listen, we, we don't have authority from the ministry. Nobody's allowing us to do this. They're saying you can't have an audience mm-hmm. uh, indoors. And we said, okay, fine. Uh, they talked to me. They were like, well, we'll do the live stream part, and that's going to happen. But we don't have an audience. So it's going to be like the employees in the restaurant, which is like three people. What? And I said, dude, no. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so shitty because even watching comedy, 
when you watch something is different than being there because being there you're like face to face with this guy even though like you would laugh you're more likely to laugh in person than behind the screen yeah that's what i feel and people people don't like he, he's generally a person that's coming from good intentions he just doesn't understand how comedy mm. works yeah they think it's like a skit right? oh yeah. yes and it's yes, like yes. no dude it's it's the same like even musicians even though musicians go through a set and they know everything they want to hit you're still feeding off of the audience and yeah. you kind of like <clears> vibe and can you riff and go with whatever you want to go with change up the set if you feel like the audience is, is willing to accept let's say your music instead of like a cover yeah right yeah. you can feel that yeah exactly so the same thing happens in comedy but it's like much more plugged into the audience if mm. i yeah. don't know what's happening mm. and w- which was my main problem with radio i'd never know whether people are enjoying it or not uh it is can, the I worst see, yeah. feeling man you don't know anything you yeah. like i'd rather how do you, how people do you combat boo. that like, do, do, you, do you ask for people to like, oh, send me your, your, your reactions you, on Twitter or something? You've become the most annoying, <laughs> the most like a fucking uh, like insecure asking for attention. Please love me. Use the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> it's just interact with me. God, is anybody listening? It's 8 a.m. Shut the fuck up. I'll, I'll give you money. I will I'll pay you. you. Spotify charges you. I will pay you. <laughs> <laughs> I need the ratings. I'll make you my premium. Uh, I'll give you everything you need. That, that's the thing. People are fucking lazy too. So, yeah. Including me. Like, if you say, interact with us. Like, I don't know why. Although I did. What to be honest. I, did, I, I commented. I, 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 I sent a couple of, uh, you know, mentions to Bahrain. Uh, yeah, me too. I do it for fun. Like, if I'm in the mood for a song and I'm too lazy, I'm just... Send it, send it tweet. Yeah, because requesting them is easier than going on YouTube, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, sometimes you're in the car and you're like, I just don't want to press an app. But you're yeah. already on Twitter. Yeah, so yeah. you're like, fuck it. Plus, <laughs> it. It feels good when they play your song. Yeah, it feel, yeah. like if you want attention equally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they, they play your song and they, they shout you out, you're like, fuck yeah, I, someone noticed me today. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, it just gives you that little... It does. It yeah. gives you... But then it's like, that's the... Like, I remember... <laughs> That's the problem with it, right? Yeah. If you get validation, and the, my problem was always I never got validated from my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and if I, if I got that validation and it was coming from this artificial source, mm-hmm. if I'm not careful, it's like you get stuck in the cycle of ups and downs and ups and downs. Mm-hmm. It's literally what everybody like goes through on Instagram. Yeah. We've been going through that for years, like just entertainers or comedians. You yeah. just think that... Oh my God, I'm amazing. I killed it. I did this and this. And then the next show is a bomb. Mm. And you're like, was I ever good? <laughs> was I actually funny? Did they actually think I was, were they laughing at me because they thought it was funny and they were actually crying on the inside? <laughs> and your darkest thoughts will come and haunt you. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll just go again to this cycle of up and down, up and down. Mm. And this one guy who was, um, uh, he was a, uh, like a local comic in Florida when I first went up and doing improv. And that was the three years I spent in Florida and me coming back from comedy after that like bomb I did in London for the first time and that was me trying it out and I was this guy took me under his wing him and another girl called Julie Baez and they pushed me to do stand-up even though I was trying improv because it was more of a team thing and he said to me when I was like really being neurotic and like grinding and like hating on myself and picking at every little thing that went wrong he said man listen to me if you just focus on this roller coaster, you're going to just kill yourself. You're going to end up like me and look at me. I'm a marine biologist and I'm doing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is literally his thing. Yeah. And he said, I'm, I'm, I'm probably the only reason I'm surviving up to this point is because if, if I have a great show, I don't look at it as a great show. I just look at it as a show. 
And if it's a terrible show, I just look at it as a show. That's it. He's like ambivalent to it. Mm. Like he'll be like, oh, thank you. And this is why a lot of comedians, by the way, after a show, when you go up to them, yeah. and a lot of people don't understand this, they'll they go up to somebody like, you're amazing, you're funny, you're everything else, you're, oh, you're beautiful. And, and the comic will be like, oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Because they're trying to stay in their like humble spot yeah. where they're not really like getting that infectious yeah. love yeah. Yeah. that then goes away later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you chase that, well, you're not going to go back and like call the girl and be like, do you really love me? Like, do you really want to talk right now? Like, hey, like uh, a golden hour's up, but you know. There's a I was funny like two hours ago. <laughs> you still remember me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's like part of the, that's part of the curse of the whole thing. And mm. it, it's, it's like some, something that breaks people when they're mm. going through it. Like it just really It humbles you, you, I guess. Yeah. It humbles you a lot. It does. Because yeah. one, one, one day people are laughing with you. Next day people are laughing at you. Yeah. It can, that yeah. can happen. The worst is not if, like if, I think for a lot of comics is if, if somebody's laughing at you or they hate your show or they heckle you, you, you can get over that. Yeah. That's fine. Because you end up just saying, hey, I just look at the craziness of life as a whole and, and realizing that I'm, if I'm staring into the chaos of, let's say, Trump being elected, then nothing matters. It's like, <laughs> if he can do it, I can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so you realize that there's not, the world isn't as serious as we make it out to be. It's mm-hmm. actually very, like, nature, everything around us is very ridiculous. It's random. It's chaotic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's, what I, that's what I always say. Just take it as it is. Exactly. Don't, don't, you don't have to fucking twist it and shit. Just fuck it, you know? Yeah. Fuck it, whatever. <clears throat> Just Who do cares? it. There. Just do it. Like, if it's not coming from... Like, usually it only hurts when it's coming from somebody close to you. Like, if it's, like, your, your wife or, yeah. or somebody that... Mm, yeah, like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, That's that true. was my first, like, fucking, like... like and it's demotivating, right? Because oh. these, are, these are people who are the closest to you. They should be the one who's pushing you and say, hey, do this, or give you honest feedback and fix things. Yeah. But most of the time, they'll be like, no, don't do that. You, that sucks. You, you know, you, you see... That, that, that's, that's I'm the, talking on my behalf. No, no, like, but that's whatever, the thing, Whenever though, I like, want to do something. I feel people don't know how to communicate. Like, what if... Let's say your 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 wife or your sister, like you perform some shit and you want feedback and they say it sucks. I think in their head, they don't mean that you suck. They're, they're saying what you just did suck. Yeah. And, and they don't know how to stitch words together to make it like useful for you. Like, hey, this part, maybe you could have changed that. Maybe that's what they meant, but what came out of their mouth is yeah, you yeah. suck, and, right? And sometimes they, they care too much. They don't, wanna, they, don't wanna, they don't want you to fail. So instead, they stop you from doing it. Probably. I'm talking yeah, yeah, based yeah. on my own experience. I, I think with a lot of people, it kind of manifests in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was, it's, it was me like first when I was engaged to my wife. Mm-hmm. And she had just found out that I was a comedian. And when, she, when, she, when I told her, I was like, I do comedy. Whoa. Yeah. I was Where like, were you hiding that, huh? Well, I was doing a lot of other things. I was doing <laughs> esports commentary and emceeing yeah. work. Because the first time she saw me, I was a game show host in, in, in Cafe Amsterdam. I was working with a group of guys that did events for, for like local um, uh, venues and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she saw me there on stage. And the next night we were at uh, an event that was like a kind of an after party thing. And I met her there. And she didn't know I was a comedian until later on when I did uh, the Amwaj Comedy Connect. And I invited her to it. And she realized, she's like, oh, wait, you mean like that kind of comedy? Like, and I feel like she doubted it at first. <laughs> she's like, you're not very funny. <laughs> 
You're not a funny guy. Khalid, what are you doing? Don't embarrass yourself. Stick with the esports. She found me like funny and cute in a weird way, yeah. but not like in a, oh, he's a comedian. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think the first joke, I, like the first joke I did with her there was, uh, it was actually uh, Ali Fingers' show. And I was talking about like uh, being in a relationship is kind of like being in a boxing fight. And I was saying, you're, you're just the whole time as you're trying to throw punches left and right and counteract what she's saying and what you think she's saying, what might be coming your way. Mm-hmm. There's a commentator the whole time just going, oh, there he is taking the left hook into the right. <laughs> he is managing to go through under the uppercut. Oh, Dempsey roll right here. Is he going to get anal tonight? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember saying anal and then like. I was still like in my invulnerables. I'm single. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Nothing can hurt me anymore. Yeah. There's no, there's no concerns from like culture yeah. or anything. Yeah. And this was the thing that now managed to penetrate my defenses. She was close to me in my life yeah. and I had taken something that belonged to both of us, <laughs> not just me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was drawing from something that was there for both of us and yeah. I put it up on stage yeah. and it, it was like, shit, even if this is bullshit, it's still like t- to other people. They thought that's probably happening in their relationship. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, fuck, now I have to. It's not just about me anymore. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that was like, I was back in it, like back when I was a kid, yeah. you know, and like I, I was worrying about oh, what everybody oh, thought yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Everybody, what they think of me, all this tradition, all this stuff. Yeah. And that stuff I overcame because a lot of it was just like, it was an illusion. Like mm-hmm. it, it was like their fear projected onto me yeah. and then me taking it and like running like crazy. Into but now it's real. Now it's like, like it's weird. Like she... She honestly does love me at my best. Yeah. And she notices that when I can't express myself, I'm a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. Like as in I get angry, I get anxiety, I get crazy, I get over neurotic, I overthink things. Yeah. So when she realized that, oh, okay, he needs this. Yeah. To, to actually be normal. Yeah. Is if he can actually talk to people and express himself as he is. Yeah. He doesn't like, he doesn't get neurotic anymore. Yeah. And that made me feel like, okay, she gets me. And this is fine. And if I do anything, I can just apologize later. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't work, dude. It doesn't work. (laughs) No, no, but but the the, the, the idea is great, right? Like to have someone that knows that you you need a source of expression Mm, and doesn't judge you on how you do it or or on what what path you take. Because they understand why you're doing it. Yeah. But the, how, the why how is very important. It is very important. Uh, how long have you have you been married? Uh, now we're coming close to our fifth year, five years now. Oh, nice. yeah, same. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Boom. Wait, yeah. really? Kind of. I didn't know that, and he's my cousin. So that, that's kind of like <laughs> we're more co-hosts than cousins. <laughs> <laughs> That's supposed to be meaningful. <laughs> oh, oh. Like I said, cool co-host, black studio, everything else, beautiful lights. I get matruk. That's, <laughs> that's my it's undergrad experience, dude. Welcome to the show. <laughs> On the hour in, welcome to the show, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, uh, this, uh, yeah, man. I didn't, I didn't know what we were going to talk about today because I didn't know what you guys knew me from. Oh, everything, dude. Uh, one thing I like to do, I always say this in every single episode, is I go through Instagram accounts. I go, I went through your Instagram account and went all the way to the first post. Oh, sure. Okay. 2012. Nice. It was a poster of you in front of, I think, uh, Applied Science University. I th- oh, where is this? I, I can't remember what ASU, this is. ASU, isn't it here? 
Yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, Is the, it? Yeah. The, I think you were wearing Thobe in, in the poster. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember that? No, I don't. It was 2012, <laughs> dude. I block out sad memories. <laughs> <laughs> it's in your Instagram, dude. Oh, yeah. You didn't even know. I didn't say it. I look at it. <laughs> yeah, so you were, you were act- very active early on and you did not remove anything. Like you did not filter yeah. out anything. That's what I said uh, I was going to do. Like my Instagram was shit, but I didn't care. Yeah. Until I went through it, I'm like, fuck, cringy shit. Remove. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that, though? Dude, it was cringy. Like, if well, I, who cares? It, like, if you. If I do. You, but, but here's the thing, right? If you get, like, do you get to censor? If you don't get to, like, absorb that into you. Oh, you, oh also, you know why I removed it? Because yeah. all of the pictures was me trying to be something I wasn't. That's why uh. I felt like, okay, this is. You me. outgrew what you were. Basically. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but if I kept the stuff that was true to me. I kept a lot of things, but the the cringy ones where I was pretending to be a fucking gangster. What the fuck am I doing? Remove that because that's not me. There's no, there are no fucking gangsters in Bahrain. But hold up, what 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 does that matter? Because you are you when you were you. Like if you're looking at yourself at 18, yes, you're true. still a stupid fucking asshole that thought he was a douche and like you thought. Well, you didn't think he was a douche at the time, but yeah. you were, you thought you were a gangster or like yeah. I have pictures <laughs> of myself where like I I'm like all tanned up, but like pretending to be at the beach. I'm in like Miami or whatever I'm doing, and. <laughs> And I look at it today, I'm like, that's fucking embarrassing, bro. You, you yeah. look... Oh, that's true. I have embarrassing shit, but I just removed the ones that I feel like, oh, why should? Why did I ever do this? Because I was trying to be something I wasn't. That's, that's what I meant. I removed those. Yeah, I, I get yeah. that. I get that. I just think that that power has become so like so easy to access for everybody. But it's like, if you if you embrace it and you actually realize that you are as pathetic <laughs> as as embarrassing as you were yeah and you when you don't hide from that it there's a power in it i i do agree it's like yeah, when you like, i agree ricky yeah. gervais said this thing where he's like if you piss yourself and you're the guy that is at a party and you're in the bathroom you pissed yourself and you yeah. walk out if you act embarrassed or if you feel like you know you did something wrong yeah. That's when it hurts the most. Yeah. Oh, but if you yeah, come out of that laughing at yourself, it's like, oh, fuck, look, I pissed myself, man. I fucking pissed myself. <laughs> and you're just laughing yeah. about it. Yeah. Believe me, nobody in the room has there, power over a, you. Yeah. There's a third type of person. Which is? That's me. What do you do? I fucking take the hose and... <laughs> <laughs> went all over. I'm like, guys, your hose is not working. <laughs> I didn't piss myself. This is your water all over me. That is <laughs> fucked up, bro. <laughs> That's some Illuminati shit right there. <laughs> I love how you threw a joke after he was giving some meaningful I'm trying to. shit. I'm <laughs> That's He's me. making my work hard. Dude, I always fuck shit up. That's yeah. me. No, no, but, but that, that is true. But, but I, I can see, because what, what you're saying resonates with me, but at, at the same time, I understand why you would remove something. <laughs> Like there, there, there's a, let's say you were acting, you were wearing a mask when you were younger. Yeah, exactly. Let's say. Everybody and now that, yeah, And now that you're older, you realize, oh, that person isn't me. I think the, when, when you accept, oh, that wasn't me. I understood what I did. I understand why I did it. I can remove it or I can keep it. I think the doing either or doesn't matter at this point. As, as long, long as, as you, you accept. Know. As long as you know yeah. you, basically. Yeah. You know? I know me now. I didn't know me before. Now, no. See, the difference is now I know he has something to hide. Mm. Right? So I'm going to look for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you my password. Go to the archives. I didn't delete it. I just kept it there because I want to see how cringy I was. <laughs> <laughs> I like reminders. <laughs> I like reminders of what I should not be. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Like it's it's it's, it's difficult difficult man. Like for mm. me, it's like if I did that, I, I would feel like. Like I have friends of mine that are very successful people mm. and they're very capable. They're like, they would be contrary to what you would think was a nerd, mm. like a Dungeons and Dragons guy. Mm -hmm. And they have these high profile positions. And when you ask them like, hey, I'm going to make a post about the community. Do you want your picture here? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And they don't want anybody to know who they are, okay. that they play D&D, &D, that they oh, play video no, games. That's so sad. Yeah. That's because so sad. How can you live they've in curated fear? their life. Oh. Hmm. So they live like, I'm a CEO. I don't want anyone to see. It's just but like masturbating, Not dude. even. Like, I it's wish just like they masturbating, were. dude. What do you mean? Like, no one masturbates and say, hey, I am a masturbator and I go everywhere. <laughs> you know, you always hide it, dude. You well, always hide it. We all know people do it. So why, why do we pretend like we don't? Exactly. Exactly. Like, but that's why people hide it, right? Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. You're a normal human being. You're... So what if you're a CEO and you play Dungeons of Dragons? Everyone does it. Not everyone, but you know what I mean, right? <laughs> I think if everybody does it, we wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's just we're human beings in the end, right? Yeah. I don't care if a CEO plays hide and seek. So what? Power to you, dude. For them, it's like they, they live. These are, these are guys that compartmentalize their life. It's like mm -hmm. the same dude you'd grow up with. And he'd be like your friend yeah. when you're hanging and playing video games. Yeah. And then when he's with his gym bros, he's a totally different person. Yeah. And they've just learned, I put this into this label. I put this into this category. I put yeah. this into this box. And man, power to them. If they want to live their lives like that, that's fine. But I believe like... I feel that that's very hard to maintain. It you know is. What I mean? and at, at one point in time, these uh, the, these same people will be like, "Fuck it, that's it." You, then, like, let's say I'm done I, being I, fake. No, not even being fake. I'm let's stepping say, out of the say, closet. Let's say I live like that, right? I compare to uh, compare. To mental <laughs> my English is dying. I put things in boxes with labels, right? Yeah. yeah. At one point, like when I'm at, it doesn't even have to be a breaking point. I'm just like fuck it, right? Then you see a side of me that you've never seen before mm. because you've only seen me in this label. That's yeah. kind of fucked up for me to 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 be, you know? Like I've never shown you that. Oh, I'm this artistic poetic guy. You know me as this gym bro. Suddenly yeah, I'm yeah. I'm talking to you in prose and like I'm speaking in haikus and you're like who the fuck are you? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's equally not fair for you to experience that and for me to shove that. Like yeah. I feel like people should just be open, man. Like be it, open. There, there, there's Natural. no I don't see a point in it anymore, man, because it's like mm -hmm. I understood it when I was growing up, right? You'd look yeah. at nineties, early two thousands, you'd mm -hmm. be like, Okay, there's no no real internet that, that exists like today. Like mm -hmm. there's no social media like it was yeah. today. Yeah. And you could live your life in those boxes and it you <coughs> might be able to manage it because you've yeah. got like five communities at most, you've mm -hmm. got one of them yeah. is your family. Yeah. And your life makes sense in that way. Now I feel like there are fucking people, man, that are not even that high profile. We're not even going to go to go to CEOs. We're going to talk about people that are like teachers or like regular positions in life. And they live their lives as if they're politicians or lawyers. Yeah. As in, dude, why do you want to manage your social media profile that much? Why do you care what people perceive you as? Where's mm -hmm. the life in that? Where, where's your flaws? Like, mm. where, where's your yeah, fuck ups? Yeah. Like, yeah. one of the things I enjoyed in radio above everything else is showing people that I fuck up mm -hmm. and just pointing it out. And some people will come up to you like, don't admit it. Why'd you say it? Don't point it out. It's like, dude, it's a moment where somebody's being human. Yeah. They yeah. relate to a human being. Yeah, exactly. It's like the reason social media is powerful and especially like YouTube and a lot of other places is because <clears> people <throat> want authenticity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't want people anymore that are like, uh, this is the newscast. We are here at 96.5 FM bringing you the best of the best with uh, DJ Skitsy Witsy coming up next. If you talk like this, 
I would listen to the radio. Fuck you. <laughs> Dude, you're a whole different like breed. <laughs> you're kind of disproving everything I'm saying, bro. You're, people like you are the problem, bro. I'll just say that was entertaining for uh, like a short few seconds yeah that's pretty cool dude <laughs> thanks bro uh well how are you with voiceovers because i feel like you, your voice is very flexible thank you I, d- I didn't do them like i did a few that were like um a few that were related to some of the startups i was working with like there <clears> are a few uh esports based companies that i was working with two of them actually <clears throat> yeah and they did some like voiceover work for some of their videos they were putting out there both in arabic and english and some uh, other like VO work, but I didn't actually want to do like what Hussein Amiri was doing. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to like go into that world of like I'm gonna mm. do, uh, you know, ads and spots and everything else, and I didn't want to be a newsreader because I felt like that world requires somebody that's like presentable. Like mm. Hussein is a presentable guy. He's very uh, like eloquent. He's very well uh, uh, formulated. He's he knows how to communicate in that corporate structure. Yeah, for yeah. me, I could do it. And my dad knows he'd love me to do that. <laughs> but I know that I'm the crazy has to come out. Like, it, yeah. like, I, 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 like midway, you say something off script. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just imagine you reading the news and you just give your side commentary. I on would it love and to do it. I would, I would love to just fake a part of the news. Do no, you know I, what I mean? I feel like the news should be read in that way. Like, right. read, read the news. Something. And then let some guy gives his thought on it. Like, yeah. it's going to make people listen to the news. That's what, dude, <laughs> you know? That was, I think, part of the, the reason I was, like, a bit worried if, <laughs> if the segments I was doing, and one of the segments was me bringing up um, news bits from, like, across the world, like, pop culture stuff, right? Yeah. And I, it was kind of crossing territory into the people that do the news on radio. Mm-hmm. And they're across from us when we're doing this, right? So I'm in my DJ booth, and they're right in the other screen. I, I kind of, like feed them into the broadcast yeah, right, yeah. whenever it's their time to go up. So sometimes I'd cover news and I'd specifically pick topics that are so edgy and out there like yeah. nobody would cover at all. Yeah. And I'd get these looks at first like, who do you think you are? <laughs> like, was like, you just crossed into our territory. You little useless bastard. You comedian. Who do you think you are? Stay with your music and yeah. keep the news to the real dogs. Go on Twitter. Go on Twitter for your foundation. <laughs> I think it, t- it was the first three months of me doing stuff like that that they were like, who is this guy? What does he think he's doing? And and there was a little bit of like the feeling that maybe they were threatened. And, and then later on, they just became really chill yeah. because they they saw that what I was doing was I was actually doing the news in a way that was making the, giving them the ability to also be creative. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like they'd sign <laughs> off in their own special way or they, yeah, they, yeah. it gives them a little like, like, hey, yeah, maybe I can do a little flourish here. Yeah. Maybe I can change it up and actually bring a news piece that is more like human and local and, and not mm-hmm. just this like, you know, reading the freaking scroll off of Reuters or whatever yeah. it is. So when, when people try to go off script or they see somebody go off script and they see that person fail, and then they realize, wait, nothing happened. He failed. So what? Nobody's calling in. Nobody's telling them pull the plug. Yeah. Nobody's complaining. Probably nobody's watching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nobody's listening. <laughs> yeah. So why wouldn't they do it? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't they enjoy themselves whilst they're doing it? A few months ago, I saw a job opening, a vacancy for mm-hmm. a newsreader. Part-time, though. Yeah. Everything there is part-time. Oh. Yeah. Really? Very few positions are full-time. Mm, like Hassan Amiri. Yeah, he's in marketing. Yeah, he's in marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he, his, uh, I, I had an episode with him. He told me that. Yeah, yeah. He, he he's one of those guys that are, like really understands that industry well, 
And he was one of the people I would, I would, I would kind of like get feedback off of. And he mm-hmm. loved the show. He loved everything to do with it. And he's, he was one of the people that wanted to kind of like push uh, the spots and the on-air content <clears throat> to the next level. Yeah. Because there were, like you said at the start of the podcast, there's some people that show up to, to no fault of their own. They just do it the way the structure has always been. Yeah. I just show up. This is a part-time job. I do the bare minimum. I don't risk my job. I don't risk anything. I receive my check and I go home. I don't want to ruffle feathers. I don't want to have any problems. And it's job security, right? That's what they're looking for. But that means there's no innovation and there's no risk taking. And you cannot create anything special without taking a risk. Thanks. Mm -hmm. That's why you have creative people. Because creative people are the people who usually do that. But when you're more, you know, more industrial, more conscientious, that like you'd follow the rules you do your job maybe you do it very well better than anyone else but then there's no creativity yeah it's very or maybe it's just surface level yeah you know? exactly. it's it's like they don't they they'll go into mimicry and they'll go into i'm inspired by somebody sometimes yeah. and that's fine but you, for for you to develop something that is uniquely your own yeah even if it's inspired by somebody else you have to also you have to decide, I'm going to experiment. Here's my experimentation mode. And I have to trust that the audience is intelligent. Not that they're dumb. Because the audience is not dumb. They might seem dumb. And the dumbest audiences are the ones that are basically, they can't express why something's off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they know something is off. Mm-hmm. So treat them at the, like, as if they're there at the highest of their intelligence. And with, with um, I think with some of the marketers, they really enjoyed it when... I would do on-air reads for ads instead of playing a spot, which was just the pre-recorded stuff. Oh, mm. And I would on-air read it, improvise it. Mm-hmm. Genius. Everything, man. Like Genius. background music. This chick that was from uh, Intercontinental Regency freaking fell in love with me. She's the yeah. marketing uh, department head there. <clears throat> and they paid for that spot and they had like a, a Barcelona night in their hotel mm. with like Spanish food and like the music and everything else. And I remember I put like a flamenco song in the background. It was like playing as the background Ooh, beat, yeah. like in the little bed. And I was welcome to the Barcelona event of the century. No Here way. In Intercontinental you... Regency Bahrain. Oh, wow. It was that. <laughs> and it was like just riffing Lit. with people and yeah. enjoying yourself and having fun. You did that on air? On air, man. Dude, that's fucking fantastic, man. It was something that to me was like. That is that is what people. How much you charge? Do something for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, Very <isn't> little. <laughs> desperate. <laughs> that is that is really good ad. That's juicy. That's better than hearing something like yeah, like scripted. You know what I mean? Because you tune off. Yeah. Like that was mm. one of the, the things people said to me when they were listening to those on-air reads. They mm. said. They, literally, one of my friends was like, fuck you. And I was like, why? He was like, I don't like ads. I don't like listening to ads. And you tricked me. I thought, I thought it wasn't an ad. And I was like, that, yeah, bro, it's, that's how you do it. That's, that, oh, wow. That's genius. That's what that I is. said. It's genius, man. Yeah. Oh, well done. Also, yeah, you, you play a big part on, in it. So, yeah, yeah of course. It's very I'm, hard I to... Like that. I'm kind of like a lyrical wordsmith in a way. You know? like, nah. like, I'm Kanye Bahrain in a way. Like... <laughs> Oh, no, don't say Kanye, dude. Have you seen his podcast with uh, Joe? He has a... Wait. An episode. No, an episode. Sorry. sorry. Oh, okay. Have you seen his uh, With Rogan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. He's... Uh, it's weird. So weird, man. It's so weird. Sorry, Kanye, but you're fucking weird. Which is cool. Which is cool. I love it. Though, yeah. looking at people like that, you're like, what's wrong with them? <laughs> <laughs> what's going through his mind? <laughs> you're crazy, aren't you? Yeah. It's 
He's ascended, bro. He knows something he we don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was talking about God and stuff. He's he's like he's going to church and like singing and stuff. Yeah, he's gone full, like yeah. Yeah. He he just cocaine. <laughs> you think so? I think it's everything under the sun. I think it's, I think it's something experimental shit nobody's ever fucking seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it just injects. No, no, it's, it's probably the same shit we know about, just different dosages yeah. or some shit. Probably mixed everything he knows, like mixed mushrooms with yeah. wheat. No, wait, 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 but, but I'm not gonna. Tell you. you know, drugs here very bad. Okay. <laughs> Take you place very dark. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, Headlight. Thoughts dark. <laughs> oh god. Oh. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Sorry, let's get I'm, into the nerd shit. Yeah, I've been sucking my own dick for the last twenty minutes. I'm sorry. It's okay. We do that all the time. Here. That's, yeah. that's off what air. To, that's what you're supposed to do in what? a podcast. Yeah, it, yeah. There, there's always no one's that. gonna do that. There's so many podcasts in Bahrain that do that, man. They're like they talk like this. It's like this is Brave. the NPR hour, and I'm gonna bend over right now, <laughs> fillet myself very gently. Tell me about your story, Ali. Where People, I like, I hope you see the ACMR in this. <laughs> a- a- ASMR. Fuck. ACMR. I, I fuck that. You fucked that up. Yeah. You can't edit, right? You don't, I, I don't edit. Fuck this it. This is what I love about this show. What? Minimal editing. I can tell you, you guys do not edit. Other no, shows here edit. No, we don't. No. Even when the screen go- goes blank, we don't give a fuck. Exactly. That's how it should be. <laughs> done I tried now. giving a fuck, but I don't anymore. No. You did once in the episode, Bra- where, the, the one you brought up, where yeah. it was cool. They had the circuit. I really like, thought that we could make that a thing, because because in our you, head, didn't, you didn't cut though. That's the thing. You kept mm-hmm. it rolling yeah, as yeah. it is. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, if you're gonna add edits as in visuals and mm-hmm. other stuff, that's fine. Yeah. But there are people that like will splice out the stuff they don't yeah. like. Yeah. Those are yeah. Oh, a lot of people either. said, "Hey, I said something wrong. Can you remove this?" I, and I do understand if if the, if they're not happy with what they said. Okay, or if fine. there's some legal things. Maybe at that time <clears throat> they thought it was right, and then a few like a day later you think it's wrong. Fine, let me know. I'll remove it. But you can't come here and tell me, "Hey, I don't like what you said. Oh. Remove it." And I'm like, "You don't like what I said." <laughs> Should have addressed okay. that while we were here. Okay, yeah. Like, could Fuck I just you. have your studio and just like you know, I want to do a podcast, but I don't want you in it. Like, can it just be me and like Dude. you guys record me? I'm and- not joking. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's so accurate. It fucking happened. The second people in Bahrain know you have your own studio, they will just come to you. They'll be like out yeah. of the woodworks. I don't mind you if you want to pay. But, Fuck that. Yeah, dude. no, no, they never pay, man. They couldn't possibly. You guys want to collab? I have a lot of fake Instagram followers. Do you want to <laughs> be a really? part of my? <laughs> I also didn't pay for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're fake, and I didn't pay. How bad as you want to be? <laughs> I just have a lot of friends that are bots. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, man! Yeah, literally, this is one of the best podcasts we've ever. It's very nice yeah. that you have your own podcast. So you you've you have had experience of talking to people in in this setting, right? I think it's you guys have had one problem. You've had shitty guests up till this point. <laughs> I think I think I think I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hey, make sure. One second. <laughs> one second. You're ruining your future connections. No, 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 no. one second. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay. So Every the episodes we've scrapped. Yes. Yeah, we scrapped a lot of episodes. Yeah. Oh the, fuck! Because the guests were a bunch of <laughs> guests, dumbasses. Like, no, there's one episode where the guest was fine, but they didn't like the topic. I'm I'm fine with that episode, that specific episode. But the rest, dumbasses. What do they want? Like, what's their issue? I don't know. I think people don't understand what being a guest in a podcast is. That that they just come here and they think it's it's like it's it's like. 
we're feeding them. Mm. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It, it's just a con- it's supposed to just have, be a conversation. How you would talk to anyone on the street, right? Like, exactly. for example, a stranger, you want to get to know them. It's just this, except it's videoed, right? People come here with certain wild expectations, man. Like, like how many like, followers do you think I'm going to get after this episode? Huh? And do you think I'm going to get more clients? And can you sponsor this episode so, like, I get known? Not you guys, I. Man, I'd I'd rather have, like, barely any episodes and only people that I like and and click with than a million people that have nothing to say, that are just fucking going on the same script they've listened. That's an issue I find, uh, like, we found. That's why uh, ever since this rebrand, we were like, we're not going to bring people... We don't fucking like. Yep. Like that's it. Like at first we were like, oh, we'll, we'll have anyone because the the point of of the podcast at the start was like we just want to draw out whatever that person has to offer. Yeah. Realize that that's fucking a terrible. Like you can't do that. To it's very hard to do that with just like anyone. So Especially with we'll, people with hidden agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those happen. Coming yeah. here pretending like oh I'm on your show, but then dude. I fucking released an episode and this person called me. They were like, this is what I was saying. I didn't like what you said. Uh, and my family agrees. Remove it. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a well-connected family. <laughs> I don't care. Well-connected <laughs> or sounds, not. Some Sounds like some mafia shit, you know? And like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> my daddy's going to hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they didn't even like fucking listen to five minutes of it. They were just like, yeah, I don't like it. Khalas, what is this? This guy is bald. Why? Why you go on the podcast? <laughs> Your problem. Remove he's, it. He's he's fucking bald. Transplants or something. And I don't I don't understand these people. I don't know why they even bother. Like it's like some of the. I was talking to some people the other day on Instagram and, and friends of mine privately, and I barely got. I just barely finally got a, a, a clubhouse invite. Mm-hmm. Right? Ooh, yeah! Congratulations! Thank you. I've uh, exposed all the fuckers that didn't invite me because <laughs> I can see them on the list. <laughs> Not only you. for iPhone, right? Yeah, because that's sad. Because two people invited me. Yeah. yeah, I don't have an iPhone either, and I refuse to buy one. So, oh, how did you? Oh, but you got it. This is such a fucker. <laughs> genius! I tell you, genius. <laughs> and dude, that was the same problem I found when I I was interested to see what kind of like content was out there in Bahrain and and mm. local like clubhouse rooms and stuff. Yeah. And dude, a lot of people are just missing the point of it. It's like clubhouse is supposed to be this thing that's supposed to be for like outsiders people that are just having conversations like mm-hmm. being themselves <clears throat> try, trying to connect with random people online and figure mm-hmm. out what they want to talk about and everything else right yeah. but you get the same freaking people that are doing like self-development ted talks mm-hmm. and it's like oh, the most yeah. formal i will never reveal any aspect of myself that is flawed every aspect of my persona has been polished beyond belief <laughs> i am a profile sitting in front of you right now am i a human you will never know <laughs> and they just talk and talk and talk and it's like select the red cars <laughs> dude if i wanted to listen to you i can find you, <laughs> you know what I mean? on youtube you're there i just don't like you stop trying you know yeah. But they're, they're the people that should be talking, the real people, and yeah. this is the most annoying thing in the world. I have like no less than 10 people that I know would be fucking brilliant for my podcast. Mm-hmm. They have stories that nobody's ever heard of before in Bahrain, things that have happened to them that would just shock people's, like, like their expectations would just be blown. They wouldn't believe that that happened to people in Bahrain. And their journeys and their walks of life come from every like angle you can think of. Mm-hmm. But they would never want to share that because they think they're not the kind of person that should talk. They're like, why should I talk? That, that is one of the most annoying things. Like, like I, I have people like that as well. I'm like, 
No one gives a fuck if you're not a CEO or well ma- or well known or whatever. Just come here and tell your story because it's amazing. Yes. You know, that's like, I, the point. Or yeah. vice versa. Even even if you are a CEO and you think people would look down on you for sharing that story, fuck them. Oh, no. Exactly. You're already a CEO or whatever, you know, manager or whatever you are. You're already in that position. You yeah. can't go down from there unless you did something fucked up. But you know, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Share your story. It's a part of how you become you. See, the, the ones <clears throat> like that, like I said before, if you have to live your life like a politician, yeah. because you are a C- Sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have headphones. I don't know. <laughs> if, if you have to live your life like a, a politician, because your life depends on not just yourself, okay? Like, Yanni, it's like you have to go up there and you have shareholders. You have people that their jobs rely on you, mm. right? And you're a head of an institution, Fine, dude. All power to you. You have to live that way. Yeah. You have to be very meticulous about what you say and what you do. But there are people that are supposed to be outsiders. Mm. Like I, I'm unfiltered. I'm edgy or whatever, yeah. and they speak <clears throat> as if, as if they have like this, uh, uh, like fear of of like ever yeah. ever showing a fuck up. Yeah. Mm. It's like why? Who who cares, dude? Like you don't have to have a story <clears throat> either. Like I do. I've had people in my life that have traumatic stories to tell. My my, my mom is ten times more interesting than I am, by mm. the way. Mm. And 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 you will never hear her talk about her her story the way these people do, which is like this perfected, like I've already written my autobiography before I've even written it type of people. (laughs) It's like, dude, I just talk. Like, what do you fucking hate? What do you like? Where do you go? What, what, what things about your own story have been embarrassing moments that you've overcome because you were ashamed of being a human being? Tell me that. And then I'll believe everything else you say. Mm -hmm. If you don't share that, you're not a person. Yeah. And, and, and I think a lot of you them are, don't get that. You are a persona. <laughs> You're a persona. Yeah. And a lot of people, uh, a lot of people also claim to be raw, real. Uh, you, you know, <clears throat> I don't, I don't filter myself. And in the end, they, they, <laughs> they are actually the opposite. Make uh, like make they make themselves appear they are raw and authentic, unedited. But behind the curtains, they, they are totally <clears throat> different. Right. How can you how can you say you're real authentic when you're being fake by saying that? You know? Mm. They don't they don't show the real real side by you know, I it's very hard for me to <laughs> express it. <laughs> Dude, cuz I've met a couple of them. Some of them are not though <clears throat> like the, I think the I don't know if it's the same people that you've like you you've experienced but I mean some of them have um like they don't they they're figuring out who they are. Th- there's that type of person, mm. and some like a friend of mine is very uh, <clears throat> very conflicted with his cultural beliefs, mm-hmm. yeah. and he doesn't know where he stands. Mm. He doesn't know if he wants to have uh, an expat girlfriend or if he wants to have a traditional Bahraini girl mm. for his serious relationship, like a, a wife, wife, no Bahraini girlfriend. Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> 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 And the the things that he's struggling with, I have not been like integrated yet. And like, as he he can't make up what his value system is yet. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what he wants, when he wants it, or anything. So he kind of has adopted the fake it till you make it approach, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people that want to be genuine or want to be authentic first start off trying to attach themselves. And this is something I did mm-hmm. for a very long time. I just attach myself. 
to whatever it is I want to be. And if I, if I wanted to be a comedian, I'm not just going to look at comedy shows and watch stand-up specials. I'm going to sit with comedians in the trenches, go through all the most fucked up shit they've done, or have them abuse me, have them laugh with me, have them you know throw up in my car. And then at some point, the part of you that's just trying to be a, an emotional tourist in somebody else's life, in somebody else's actual identity, that becomes yours as well. Mm-hmm. You've kind of put in the mileage. <laughs> so a lot of people have that imposter syndrome at first. Yeah. And I think some of those people, the ones that don't seem as authentic and they're always talking about authenticity, they're trying to achieve something that they don't know how to get to. Mm. Yeah. And until they square that circle, their life is very confusing to everybody around them. Mm, yeah, I see what you're saying. The picture is clear. But I think the best way to counteract that or to fix that problem is stop saying it. Just be it. Just do it. You know, stop. Yeah. Stop trying so hard. It's supposed to be natural. Yeah. I mean, if it's natural and you're just saying what it is, then I think that's the best way. But then if you try so hard to make it real, authentic, I mean, why? You know? I don't know, man. People are complex. Sometimes there's like, uh, it looks like this, but then there are underlying things. Fucking that, hidden, that, that, hidden agendas. No, no, no. Not just that. Like, you know, <laughs> the way a person's raised, some traumatic stuff. It makes it harder yeah. for them to, you know, I guess that's to life. embody a certain there, value There's other things that happen. So, yeah. like, <clears throat> I remember when I was doing um, an interview with Ahmed Ahmed the Egyptian comedian who was the guy that did the Axis of Evil comedy tour. Mm-hmm. And it was that same way, the week that I think a few weeks later when Asa Time brought in Maz Jibrani. And I was in, interviewed him on the phone on radio as well. Uh, both of them very different experiences. Maz, <clears throat> very friendly. You could tell he was uh, <clears throat> genuinely himself on the phone and he's so used to doing this that he talks. He has this talk radio style about him. Mm. As in when I just asked about his kids and his family, he just went into a ta'adi. Right. If I just threw a, a curveball and just started randomly talking about some other thing, he'd also flex with Adap- that. Adapt mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah. And I felt comfortable with him, right? Even though this was a guy that was in D- Dubai at the time and he was calling into the station. He wasn't even with me. Mm-hmm. But with Ahmed Ahmed, he was there with Reem Adan and Jason Collins and they were all doing the show together. And I was nervous because at the time I was told that Okay, mm-hmm. by the way, don't let them talk about, you know, the, 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 the number one, the, tr- the trio, right? No religion, no politics, no... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Wait, uh, no religion, no politics? And, and no vulgarity, like sex, oh, oh, whatever, okay, right? Fine. So that's the, 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 the trio that you never bring up on air specifically, or most shows in Bahrain. Yeah. And I remember my uh, content manager came in and walked in, and he was basically asking me, you're going to be good, I think you guys are great, he's a comedian, you're a comedian, you guys are going to do well. And I, I said, bro... Did you prep them? Did you say like you, they're comics? I don't think you understand comics. Like they're not like if you don't if you don't tell them what they can and can't talk about because this is your job, yeah. right? Yeah. If you can't tell them, it's gonna be a problem. Yeah. And he's like, no, Adi, don't worry about it. Don't don't you're overthinking it. You're scared, Khalid. I was like, dude, it's not. I'm not scared. And it's like I am scared, but <laughs> it's because I'm gonna get the shit. You're not the one behind the mic. Yeah, that was happening in my head. Yeah, and. Ahmed Ahmed was talking, was having fun, everything else. And I was like, okay, good. We're talking just specifically about their experience in the Middle East and how they want to, you know, talk about comedy. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and when I ask him, what, was, what do you think is the number one thing comedians in the Middle East need? Like, especially the young comics. I thought he was cued in. Don't talk about the other stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. What does he say? Well, he immediately says, Dude. well, you know, 
they tell you you can't talk about religion, politics, or sex, but you know what else is there to talk One about? Second. <laughs> <laughs> On air? On air, he, he says that. He mentions Guys. the three things. <laughs> and not only that, he just starts going into Lebanon and uh, the civil war there and oh some of the things. <laughs> what the fuck? And that was like a moment in my I bet life. Your manager was like, God, God. I didn't even look at anybody. I just went, you know what? Fuck Tell it. Me more. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I went, go ahead. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna segue us out of this, but when I have the opportunity, how did I nail him? Right? I said, look, now I'm the one that's gonna get all the blame if something happens. It's not Ahmed Ahmed, yeah, because he's a comic, he's an American, he's gonna come off of this fine. Yeah, my contact manager is not there to be responsible for it. Yeah, if anything goes wrong, it's me. Okay. So I say to him, I was like, <clears throat> I'm gonna play devil's advocate and mm-hmm. just basically be the position that anybody in charge mm. would say, no, he counteracted that statement, right? And I mm. said to Ahmed, Ahmed, I said, yeah, but Ahmed, uh, even if you wanted all these aspects of comedy, if you wanted to have that freedom to express yourself in whatever way you chose to, even in America in the 1950s, Catskills comedy had to deal with a lot of censorship, a lot of FCC regulation at the time in the US where the comedians would either be jailed or hit with very heavy fines that if they could not pay, they'd be jailed. Mm-hmm. So isn't that making your comedy better because you actually know where the thin red line is and therefore you don't have just the whole freedom mm-hmm. to just do what say whatever. You actually have to be smart about how you navigate around the thin red line. Yeah. I see what you did there. I threw that on the table and he did, he, his first look at me was like, Oh shit, son! Like you know your shit. Like yeah. there, it was a look. Like he yeah. was like he was kind of like impressed in yeah. this like you you managed to get through my 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 guard. Yeah, right? and you've yeah. you've you've got you coming in for the choke. Yeah, I'm gonna still fuck you. Yeah, yeah. But you've actually impressed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like two black belt jujitsu artists. You know, more like a black belt. Definitely. and I'm the lucky white belt that just manages to. <laughs> the rear naked <laughs> joke and that's it <laughs> I got so lucky that yeah. I did not break under pressure man yeah. oh no nice. I, I freaked out for that second and I was just maintain 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 the whole time and the reason I'm sharing the story is because when we were talking about like fake it till you make it yeah I had to in that interview compared to Maz Jabrani be another person mm-hmm. I had to become not myself yeah, yeah if yeah. I was myself I would have fallen apart there Mm-hmm. I would have just lost myself entirely So I decided Okay do what you know best Khalid Compartmentalize Escape Just go through your rhythm Go through your rationalization And just address the topic From the perspective Of somebody who would want to Fuck you over If it was the regulatory authority Or anybody else Nicely mm-hmm. done I covered my bases Segwayed out of that one Did you get a promotion? No <laughs> Oh shit God damn it oh, no. <laughs> The did whole get, moment Did you get a good job? <laughs> like uh a thumbs up or some sort? I don't think they even listened, bro. I don't think anybody no, listens no. to radio, bro. So, bro. If you continued the conversation, they wouldn't know. <laughs> Nobody would have known. I honestly don't think, because I don't, the only time I ever got into trouble for yeah. something I said on air was when the coronavirus hit. What? What did you say? I was on radio. Okay. And it, like I told you, like I do comedy bits on air. I yeah. do some segments, some kooky stuff. And I'd always try to come up with new content. And one of the things I did was I, during the coronavirus, when it was still like uh, early Jan uh, in, in the year of 2020, uh, I was still covering the events that, was, that were happening in Wuhan mm-hmm. and was spreading around, right? Mm-hmm. So January, February, not a lot of people were talking about it outside of these big newspapers. Yeah. So I was doing a coverage of a lot of the things that Reuters was putting out. Mm-hmm. Factual, syndicated 
uh, news outlets that have, you know, they're just doing coverage. So yeah, yeah. if you were in the newsroom, these are considered approved sources to report from. Yeah, okay. right? not like not like uh, affected by or uh, political or. I'm not going to Infowars or YouTube. You know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not getting my information out of like you know yeah. the bumhole of the internet. I'm not doing that because I know even if I wanted to make interesting content, still I have to cover my bases. Yeah. So I I decided okay I'm gonna do that I'm gonna uh, talk about it and bring, present some news and at that time in Bahrain nobody was actually addressing that the coronavirus was around <laughs> there was still no official statement. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot! Do you understand? So nobody in the government was even talking about it. Oh shoot! But people were aware of it. What did you do? Well, I was talking about it, and I was telling people how to basically do the social distancing, and uh, also kind of like eliminating a lot of the bullshit stuff out there. Like yeah. it didn't come from a bat because people are eating bats. All right, mm. it happened because of this. There are some theories of a lab leak, but nobody has confirmed if that is even true yet. Most people are saying it's probably either a pangolin or something else from a wet market. So mm. I was going through all the different. You were ahead of your time. Yeah, I was trying to. Be like you know my my best like uh, saving the world, Batman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, this is uh, the the newscaster Bahrain needs, but not the one they want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I put my best like impression of like an NBC journalist, Yazam, and <clears throat> I thought I, I thought okay, this is going to be something they're going to like. Mm. And uh, I remember the third day into my coronavirus coverage. Um, Somebody called in to uh, uh, the... Um, should I be... Sorry, that's my daughter. That? <laughs> that's my daughter. Is she coming in or... Uh, no, I didn't. Oh. Sean just went to... Is that, what, is that his only job here? Is to <laughs> wrangle everybody else? In case my daughter comes in. Oh, okay. Take her away. <laughs> Sorry for that. No, it's fine. All right. Um, so what was I saying? Yeah. <laughs> this way you're going to hear daddy. <laughs> daddy, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> this guy's full of shit. <laughs> Sorry for that, man. Daddy, there's like the fire outside. <laughs> Daddy, the police outside. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry for that. Okay. Um, Carry on. Yeah. So I I got my, my boss, Imran, at the time, who's the GM for Radio Bahrain, mm-hmm. because he wasn't on air anymore. He was basically the general manager. Uh, Imran Aradi? Imran Aradi, yeah. Oh, cool. Yes. And he was the guy that basically really had my back mm. for everything like he like he nurtured me into the role he's the one that put me in there before there was any training involved i was just like mm. he wanted people to fill in slots and he trusted me to do it mm-hmm. and at the time he had my back because uh, somebody called in from the ministry of health and they said to him they're like listen Imran, uh, uh this guy khalid uh he's talking on the air about the coronavirus right now we have not made an official coverage i understand that you guys uh, uh maybe are not informed but uh, he shouldn't be talking. You should have been taking him off the air at the moment. And, and Imran says, well, listen, we've not been part of the news. Um, like we're, we haven't been part of the press junket or not been included in the official releases or mm-hmm. any of the, the statements or the, what do they call them? The junkets that they yeah. hold yeah. To, to tell or talk to the media, yeah. between yeah. the government and the media. Yeah. Yeah. So because we don't know you what's mean happening. there's no official way? There's no channel at the moment between radio oh. and them. Okay. Still? Till date? Well, I don't know what it is now. But okay. at the time, he was basically saying, Imran, he's like, well, you've, you guys not, have not included us, so we don't know what the policy is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right? So yeah. we don't know what this, the, the thing is. He's just covering the news that's already out there anyway. The rest mm. of the world is covering it. Yeah. So he's he gave that defense and and it was a real defense and and 
the guy was actually really uh, understanding mm -hmm. because he went, yeah, I understand, but he can't be doing this anymore. Uh, he, can't, he has to stop. We haven't even made an official statement yet. He has to stop for now. And we respect that actually the guy uh, has done really well on his research. <laughs> and he, he seems to know what he's talking about, but he's not a doctor. <laughs> and that's when I was like, okay, that's the thin red line. <laughs> he's not a doctor. <laughs> that's when I step back a bit and yeah. I go... All right, I'll leave it to the, the powers that be, and yeah. I'm just going to go back to shitty comedy. <laughs> That's it. And, and, and or. <laughs> or, 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 or the right side now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Wow. That's cool story, it. bro. <laughs> Anyways. Dude. How long has it been? Two hours. Fuck yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even feel it. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> See, I know he has to do the editing. That's how I know. <laughs> well, to be honest, <clears throat> he should have to. He's gonna do it. <laughs> you ready for this, Corvin? Are what? you ready, dude? You ready for this? You're gonna slap in some audio and you know do the cuts, remove scenes that should not be here. <laughs> or this, not. This is this is literally how how editing is done for the podcast. I put the intro. I put the whole video. That's it. That's it. It's done. That's it. It's done. Hey, dude, no. What? Export. Oh. <laughs> Technical things, that, but this is how the edit is done for the. Like, literally. Rename it. Ah. Uh, rename uh, it. Fast, and fast. upload it. And put it on the folder that I'm supposed to put it. Exactly. Put in those Ex sweet hashtags. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot Extract of hard work. the audio for the only one. A lot of hard work. Yeah. But. Um, <coughs> Fuck, we didn't even get to the juice, man. What juice? Dude, everything was juice. Everything was juice, but like the geek juice. Like I wanted to know your your whole. How did you how did you become Mister Geek? You know how how did you like actually get into you know the fandoms you're in the the certain oh, games. So this is the whole other aspect of my life that has to do with esports, uh, um, uh, tabletop wargaming, yeah, D and D, and all this other all stuff. Because I've seen you in the cons and you were always in the in the. Oh, you've seen me from there too. Yeah, I, I've seen you play play this this game that. I Overwatch? No, 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 no. Like it's you a tabletop Overwatch? game. It's yeah, a tabletop of course, game. dude. I was. I love uh, Overwatch. Did you not know that I was the premium esports caster for Overwatch in the Middle East? What? Yes. In the Middle I was Holy a commentator. <clears throat> we have a celebrity in the house. Yes, you do, sir. I already said that though. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I think you said it for the wrong reason. <laughs> now it's oh, validated. No. <laughs> Nothing else was actually valid. <laughs> This is what I was hoping I'd become. Oh shit! This is like this is the one. Um, this is the one thing that I I was actually hoping. And the esports world in the Gulf. Oh my God! If you want mm. me to bring in receipts and talk <clears throat> about some shit, some scandals. Um, yes, please. <laughs> the esports world is uh, is something I got into because, like you said, I, mm. I, I, I do tabletop gaming, right? Yeah. So D&D and everything else, Warhammer 40K, which is basically a simulation of war, war gaming, and it's a turn-based kind of... Uh, oh, that's what you mean, tabletop? Okay. Yeah, everything that happens on the table. On the table. Top. Like Ono, Domino. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, we're talking about man things here. I didn't know. I didn't know this field was very sexist. Yeah, go back, yeah. go back to your Uno's and your I don't know Baluots, whatever it is you're into. Um, but yeah, like I had those two um, aspects of my geekery that were like the most um, that I've ever delved into as a career, and that is the video gaming. 
and the tabletop. And the tabletop for me was just be fun, being having fun, uh, like running events, being the guy that started Wargaming in Bahrain. Check that out on Instagram. It's our Warhammer 40k and Wargaming community. Later, you'll see it later. Yeah. And it is just a community I started because I wanted to play this game. There's nobody on the island who played it. It was just me and my friend. I forced him to play and he said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And we started that based on the idea that, you know, we want to do something different because everything I did in gaming was um, like, because you seem like a gamer. Are you a gamer too? Uh, I don't want to say yes, but I, I enjoyed playing games before. Okay. Yeah. So what kind of games did you enjoy? For example? Oh, Bops. Bops? Yeah. What's Bops? Black Ops, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. No, and, he's into okay. shooters. And, All right. Yeah. yeah and, <clears throat> but I, I played a lot of Overwatch. Like, a lot of Overwatch. Okay. I became really good. Okay. Uh, and then uh, there's one more game. And then you got married. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I was married at that time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. one more game. Uh, Apex. Okay, perfect. Okay. I'm addicted to Apex. I, so, I used to. Sorry. Continue. You guys know that with like gaming, there's kind of like a, a reward factor that comes from instant gratification, right? You either land that, you know, wombo combo and you manage to burst the Reinhardt, Reinhardt shield exactly. and you just go in and yeah. you just shred. Yes. Right? You Genji, whatever oh, it is you yes. do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more of a Hanzo guy, but oh, okay, <sighs> fine, whatever, whatever. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is you're into. Or the soldier. I'm not going to kink shame. Soldier's good. All right. Yeah, soldier's really good. So whatever it is you're into with gaming, usually gaming is instant gratification. And I would always be obsessed with it because as a kid, that was one of my first escapes. I told you guys that earlier, mm, right? Yeah. And my friends in Khobar and Saudi would always be obsessed with fighting games, specifically okay. King of Fighters. Uh, Mortal Kombat? No. King oh, of Fighters. So sorry. Good. Then Tekken, for sure. <clears throat> Tekken, yes. Tekken. Tekken, yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. Saudi is very Tekken-oriented. Mm. That's mm. like the majority, especially in the West Coast. I hate it, though. I fucking Tekken hate 3 was the best for me. But after Tekken 3... Um, I never got into any of the Tekkens. None like, of them? I, I don't like Tekken. Dude, Tekken I, 3. I feel like Tekken is is the worst. But I, I don't know. Are it's you just, a virtual fighter guy? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I play... But Tekken 3... You know, you know Marvel versus Capcom? Oh, dude. That was like, that's that. my all-time favorite. So you're in my realm, which is like I was 2D fighting. Mm. That's where I, I the majority of my time was spent. Agreed. King yeah. of Fighters, Marvel versus Capcom, yeah. Guilty Gear. Those are the games we played, played the most. I have played Guilty Gear. Okay, and all of those are like you're just grinding. You're not grinding. You're you're actually like repeating yourself. You're kind of trying to figure out how to win. You want to win. Yeah, you want to yeah. win. You want to. How do I improve my game? How do I improve my game? And there was this culture around it, and that became the majority of my life. But there was no outlet for it. There was no like esports back then, mm. right? Mm. And there was no validation. Here in this region, you mean? Yes, okay. because we're talking like early two thousands, two thousand three, ninety nine, etc. So that's my time period spent playing those fighting games and really getting into Japanese fighting games. And there was never like a, a, a formal like route to say, oh, here's an esports world where you can compete and you can make yourself known in the industry and be, maybe be support staff or a caster or whatever. And I didn't come back to gaming until much later in life, having developed like a bigger interest for tabletop mm-hmm. because tabletop was more of a social contract. Like I could spend a lot of time online, which I did in like World of Warcraft. Mm. I met people that I, I like, I literally, they became the closest friends of mine for like six years straight. And to the point that I'd never met them before. Mm-hmm. And then one day I traveled overseas to meet them. Mm-hmm. And it was like this like new experience in my life where I came out of a cocoon where I was the most depressed I've ever been and decided I'm going to go and, you know, find myself in the Philippines, by the way. That was oh. when it happened. Yeah. You went to our mother's country. I did. I loved it. 
Pancits is one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah, let's go. Okay, first of all, what? Pancit. Oh, pancit. Sorry. Pancit. Okay. It's very important, mom, sir. Okay. Mom, sir. Mom, sir. That is so commanding. Like, whatever you are, ma'am, sir. They're ahead of their time, dude. They don't, you know, assume you're a man or a woman. Nothing. They just, they, whatever you are, you're an asshole. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. But yeah, um, that, 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 that happened because I was like really like, like at the end of my like gaming ability to kind of like connect with people. And mm-hmm. I wanted to see people face to face. And I met these guys and everything else. And that led me to Tabletop because Tabletop was, was a, a social contract, like I said, between real people in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you actually connect with those people. You play a game. You play a campaign with them. You struggle. These characters grow. They develop. There's this story that becomes a shared experience between everybody on the table. And if you've been playing a game that is really uh, uh, like a full-fledged hardcore version of it, you can go on for like a two-year span of of gaming with Mm -hmm. these people Mm -hmm. just on the same campaign. Mm -hmm. By the end of it, you know that person. You know what they're like. You know if they're rude. You know Mm -hmm. if they're actually going to be respectful, if they're going to take part in this because it matters to them and they're selfish or because they care about the player experience as a whole and that's why I really fell in love with tabletop and it led me to kind of like go down that route and then lo and behold somebody comes to me after um, the first comic con I think I think it was comic con or animania I can't remember and I was playing a little bit of overwatch at the time I was coming back into gaming and I said I want to understand, you know, this world because there's now conventions. There's mm-hmm. things in Bahrain, there's things in Saudi. There's like, you know, streamers and people that got famous off mm-hmm. of it. Ala from Devil Station, everybody, right? Yeah, this was 2008, I think, right? No, uh, sorry, sorry, not 2008. Ah. No, no, no. That's way, way too early. Yeah, that's, the, that's what I meant. Yeah, 2018, 2018 like around <clears> that time. <throat> and I felt like I missed out on that, like that thing that I basically stopped doing from 2012, 2013, when I went into comedy, I went into everything mm. else. When uh, you oh, uh, started your Instagram account, sorry. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can see the whole thing there. <laughs> uh, and I think it was, what was it? Like in, in 2017, 2018, I started the Wargaming Group and I went into that Comic-Con and there was Overwatch there. And I came from a background where I did entertainment I've always copied casters when I played. So one of the things I liked to do when I was in a game was I would do comment on the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it would, it would freak people out in the in the session. Yeah, because it'd be like, "What the fuck is happening? Is this an esports event right now?" Yeah. And I'd I decided I was uh, I, there was a stage there, and one of the boys I knew who played D and D with me was there, and he said, "By the way, we're looking for commentators, people to cast right now for the screen and the stage." Yeah. And they were just taking people off the stage because their friend who was part of the event was just like basically swearing and saying mm-hmm. a lot of things he shouldn't do. So there was no official like commentator. Yeah. Like they were just getting randoms. But they yeah. were just like li- literally taking people from the audience and yeah. anybody that could kind of comment. Yeah. So I decided I'm going to take the mic and I was going to try. And I, I did a few uh, like I did the stream and I started like yeah. commenting on the, 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 the pickups and the ultimates and everything else that was happening and the big kills. Mm-hmm. And I did the announcer voice at the end. I mm-hmm. did my best Dota announcer impression. Mm-hmm. impression and Can you do one? Sorry. Oh, like, uh, 
Sombra is coming in from the back. She is trying hard to break through Reinhardt's shield. She is trying to. The hack is coming in, forcing her way into the back zone. Can we see it? Elevated territory. It's there. It's up. It's in the zone, pushing through it to the end. What a game. A beautiful finish. They're trying to come back. The res is happening. Supremely happening again. Are we going to see the end of this fight? No. Team Res is trying to come back into this. Look at them screaming past the Hanzo now with the ultimate. Pushing through. It is the end of this game. And yes, they have nailed it. Two out of three. The round is taken in. That was nice. lit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, do you watch ga- gameplay commentary stuff like that? I did. I did. Yeah. yeah so, but now that, that was great. Like, I that did was so once. good. That is the 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 thing I was like fake it till we make it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally the but moment that dude, was happening. Dude, I, I get it with though in that context, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> you're still in that fuck those people mode. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so I, I need water after that. Where's my water? Yeah, so, you, you, uh, uh, oh, you okay? I'm cool. Bringing you're prepared. <laughs> my own man. This is ionized shit right here. <laughs> what does that even Get mean? Some electrolytes. <laughs> some whale jizz. <laughs> Choking on my water. <laughs> <laughs> Some quality <laughs> sperm whale. Oh yes, oh yes, that's that's a good oh, shit, man. bro. That's a good shit. I don't know if you saw what just happened, but the water came in and almost came back out. That's how you need to do it, bro. So if you see this video, just go to this timestamp of my face. It literally yes. went. It's at 157. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh god. So. Anyways. Yeah, man. That's after that event, I got discovered by. Uh, a, t- a team of people that had done <clears throat> esports in the past, but organizing events. Mm. And it was with the Middle Eastern Gaming League, uh, MEGL, and they wanted casters for their online hosting tournaments. <clears throat> so they basically hosted tournaments online and needed casters and, and commentators for their streams because what they would do is uh, they. For which games? Uh, specifically, COD. It was uh, World War II at the time. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nice. Yes. I played that. It was Rocket League as well and Overwatch. And Rocket League? Yes. Seriously? There's actually apparently a big community in the Middle East. What? Mm-hmm. Very big. Uh, do do you ever have like, how do you commentate for games you don't play? Or have you played every, all the games you've commentated? As a geek and gamer. I try to, to like, I try to like not do that. <laughs> like I try to. But there are days, I'll be honest, where I did force myself and I mm. tried to like understand a game that I, like, I, like if there's a parallel. So for example, I've been playing FPS my whole life, mm-hmm. right? There are, there are things you can comment on in FPS that are transferable skills between one FPS to the other, yeah. right? Mm. Um, but if you're going to talk about the meta, mm-hmm. you can't yeah. because you have to be up to date with what's happening in the meta. Yeah. What's so the meta again? Meta is the current state of the game and who are the top tier characters. So if there's a certain strategy... Oh, okay, okay, yeah, right? I, I, I got your point. Yeah. So you assume, for example, that in uh, S&D, Search and Destroy in COD... Right, everybody has the the anchor sitting in the back, mm-hmm. and he's always got like a sniper rifle. Mm. That is the current meta of the game. Yeah, that's currently the most powerful build that people have found out works the best in tournaments, works works, works the best in competition, and is likely ha- has the best odds of winning. And those have their counter picks and counter strategies, right? <clears throat> Depending on the game, and when you know that stuff, you can now comment on a game on a deeper level, right? Mm, yeah. When you don't. You can kind of comment on a shallow level and you yeah. can be the color commentary, mm-hmm. but it's very difficult to be the play-by-play. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's where I'd always ask for somebody who actually knew the game really well. Mm. And I had the benefit of knowing a guy called Ammar who was a young kid at the time, never did anything like 
in front of a camera, mm-hmm. nervous as fuck. Now he's a cocky little asshole because he's oh. famous. You heard that? I'm up. You should come on the show and prove that you're not. No, <laughs> you are. And I love the guy to death because he's like he started off as this like little kid and and became like uh, he played for some of the big COD teams in Saudi and he was a competitive player himself. Mm-hmm. So he brought the knowledge that I lacked with like games like COD. Mm-hmm. Overwatch, I already played myself. I played hours. I knew the game. Uh, same thing if I was playing Dota and I was up to date with mm-hmm. Dota, mm-hmm. I'd be on point. Mm-hmm. But you know, because you seem to be a MOBA player, mm-hmm. you know that Dota is a game and same with League of Legends, that if you are out of the game for a month... You, you, you don't know anything. You don't know jack shit. Yeah. You come back and you're like, I think I know. No, you don't. You no, don't I think, know anything. I think you play League of Legends, right? Yeah, I, I, I did. For I some, played for a small period. You did? Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. So you understand that the struggle is real when it comes to like... not that To me, those games are the hardest to cast for. Yeah. And I've never wanted to do that. Like in the, when we, our last company that was a part of OP Network, which was the one that basically took me from MEGL and said, here's a huge studio, here's a proper control room, and you've got your producer from the last company you were in, and the guy that organized the teams, and you've got the green screen, you've got this freaking black magic camera, and that's the default coming in right now. <laughs> What's that? We don't have a door yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you just lost the door, bro. <laughs> I think they're just breach brand and clear right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. That's um, just probably Hindi one, but Rade was something. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so they they provided this whole studio, and I'd, I'd been working with MEGL for about a year and a half part time, whilst you know doing some other gigs and stuff, and I was like trying to get myself back into the world of gaming and being looking at it like, hey, you know, Joe Rogan got famous because not only was he a comedian and he did his podcast stuff, but before that he was a part of the UFC. Yeah. Right. And Still he, is. Yeah. But yeah. like th- when he first started doing it, mm-hmm. unlike now, which is oh, like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you I know what I'm saying? Point. Yeah. Yeah. Like he really owned that brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made yeah. sure that he was the forefront, the face of it and everything yeah. else. And I thought, look, I've got these skills. I've got this background in entertainment and, and, and everything that goes with it. And I think I'm a funny guy. Maybe I can bring something to like esports that's never happened before. Mm-hmm. And you're onto something, dude. Thought I was. <laughs> oh, because it's like you can only go so far in English. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- I wanted. I was preparing for that question, but go ahead. I think you're already going to answer it. <laughs> All right. I tried because I was really serious about wanting to finally do something that was, you know, bigger than I thought possible, like as in get a level of exposure that I've never gotten before and finally kickstart my career in a way that, you know, I've never seen. And every time I've tried to do it in other things, like people would ask me like, why don't you do comedy in Arabic? Why don't you do this in Arabic? Why don't you do this in Arabic? And I'd say to people, I'd say, I don't like, it's not like my Arabic is terrible. It's just that my Arabic is so uh, basic, basic, secondary, non-primary mm-hmm. because <clears throat> there are two types of chicken nuggets. There's the one that never got exposed to Arabic and they never had the, 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 the experience of a family speaking it or any other friends. And then there's the ones that, that moved away from it. Mm-hmm. And I, at a young age, moved away from my Arabic and never practiced my <clears throat> skills, never actually got involved in the community. So I can speak it on a basic level. And if I wanted to kind of like get more into it, all I have to do is spend more time yeah. With people that speak Arabic yeah. and environments that do it and speak in that way. Yeah. The problem is 
my whole culture, my whole identity, personal culture, yeah. was from gaming and geekery that when I was growing up was only available in English. Yeah. So there was never an incentive for me to go towards the Arabic. Mm-hmm. Because everything I watched, every show I liked, every subcultural thing that I was into, everything from D&D to anime it was all in another language. Yeah. So it was very difficult to say, well, I developed my language skills for the Arabic audiences. I never had that opportunity, never decided to do it in the first place. So when my friend told me, he's like, okay, we're going to OP Network. It's a bigger opportunity. MEGL are, are assholes. You know, we're not, we're going to leave them behind. They don't really want to take this seriously. Um, but we think you'd be great in Arabic. Try it out. You've tried it out a couple of times. And I did. I did it for COD. And I tried to commentate in Arabic. And I even decided, you know what? It's a new realm. And my producer at the time said, you're inventing the language for that world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the technical words don't exist in Arabic yet. Yeah. For like, you know, uh, you've got the high ground. <coughs> You know, yeah. or you, you're owning somebody. How do you right? say that? You uh, I, I, I used to say al-murtafa'i. I'll just say that. And I'm asking al-murtafa'i. Yeah, but that's the only way you could say it, right? Well, I, I right. tried to look for different things, like, مثلا, um, like I tried to, to absorb some of the language and words that I took from friends of mine in Khudar in Saudi, where I was growing up. When we'd play King of Fighters and we play other games, I'd be like, which is like a counter for us, right? Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> oh. Whoa, that's that's new to me. I, I, I didn't know what the word even <laughs> meant at the time. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually looked into the dictionary term, I probably don't know what it actually means. I don't think it doesn't mean that, does I it? I don't, I think it's. A Saudi word, you know what I mean? Okay. It's so like a Bahraini word for da'us. Oh, okay. So the Bahraini word is da'us, yani for gafta or? No. Oh. Wait, you don't know what's da'us? No, I know what the da'us is. like a corner, like a, yeah. a small place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I was just giving you an example of a oh, word. Oh, okay. You know? okay. Da'us is in Arab. It's Bahraini, but not Arabic, Arabic. I yes. Think. I right? don't know. See, this is the problem. Oh, You're asking the wrong person. Yeah, exactly. You're both on the same level too, so it doesn't help. <laughs> no, we're, like we're feedback looping. Yeah, yeah. We should shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you could you could tell, you know, like even with some of my friends that were Bahrainis and they'd they'd hear me speak Arabic, <clears> and it was the fundamental problem I've had my whole life. <clears throat> if I'm with my Saudi friends, they'd say into Bahraini because yeah. <clears throat> And when I was growing up in Khobar the East Coast accent mm-hmm. was closer to Bahraini and yeah. Kuwaiti. Yeah. But then past the 90s, everybody that came in from the migrants that were there for the industries, the Sabak and everything else, were from Riyadh and Qasim and other places. Mm-hmm. And they had a different accent. So they'd hear my accent, they think, oh, Bahraini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just be like, it's easier to explain, so go like, yeah, Bahraini. Your passport? Both. No way. Get out of here. Yep. You can't. I can't. It's impossible. I choose to not believe. <laughs> you can choose the, whatever you want to choose. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, and it's legal. Yeah. Wow. Pleasure to meet you. <laughs> You're one of a kind. We got a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, listen, listen, listen. As much as I want to continue the whole podcast, well, it's been two hours, dude. It's, I think it's three now. Not two. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
because I got a thingy here. Oh, yeah. You're coming He's... back tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> As a regular. No, or else we're not going to return what we stole from you. I think this is literally you. everything I can talk about. That's it. Like, you're not going to get more. Dude, no. I think. No, if I we think... pull up uh, topics from our assholes, we could probably t- like loop forever. No, dude. Probably. I think no. you're the kind of person that could sit down and talk about literally anything. And now we just talked about you. I hope you don't mind coming over again for another episode of the underground experience fuck yeah and it's very obvious that you came a long way and you figured out yourself you're not fake like those motherfuckers (laughs) okay move Um, on please (laughs) check my instagram account it proves it (laughs) all the shame is there (laughs) everything literally dude this is why we love having people like you here and my respect for you just went from here to like here wow. <laughs> that's more at least that you've moved past my dad <laughs> no my dad it's, is it's, it's, it's way higher than that dude I'm, I'm just i'm just fucking with you since you're a comedian you fuck with yeah, people you fuck with me, um i'd love to talk about a lot more but yeah thanks thank you for coming i don't know corvin do you want to say something else yeah go for it no no i'm, I'm good that's it yeah <laughs> I'm like really like awkward. I think you've said more than Matruk has his whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I went to one of your episodes. I didn't watch the whole thing, being honest with you. Yeah. But when I did skip, it was just him talking. And I was trying to find, like, I was looking at them. I was just, where, where else does he talk? And he just only talked at that one part that I clicked. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Matruk is there for a reason, but nobody's ever going to figure it out. <laughs> one day. If you, if you look at the whole episode, maybe you'll find Mystery. out. Mystery. Is he and like wonder. a spice factor? Is it, does his presence like add something in the atmosphere of the room? Yeah. Probably. Do you want me to tell you the secret? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when you're shit, right? If you make everyone else look better. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Oh shit. Because <laughs> I'm shit too, bro. <laughs> but they're not gonna notice me when he's there. Yeah, shit. Recognize shit, my man. <laughs> We're shit too. <laughs> Anyways, oh you see, I used to be that guy who's holding his laughs behind the camera. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. I see that. Welcome to the team, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for watching. If you like this episode. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. You want to plug? Plug, oh, plug all oh, the things. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Scrap what I said. Right. So, uh, like like the guy said, I'm, I'm known for many things. But if you want to follow me personally, that's K Dasi, Khalid Dosiri. There's the two spellings, the Saudi one and the Bahraini one. That's why there's two different ones. So Khalid Al Dosiri, that's A-L-D-O-S-E-R. Or you can go with K Dasi, K-D-O-S-S-Y. And of course, check out my uh, podcast with Matruk and the others that are on the show regularly. These guys are definitely going to be on it. Uh, it's called the Bedouin Banter Podcast. Check them out on Instagram, Facebook, Fingers and crossed. everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, whatever you want to listen to. Uh, on YouTube, of course. And uh, if you're into tabletop wargaming, D&D, or anything like Warhammer 40k and you want to know more, uh, follow Wargaming Bahrain, my community of uh, buddies that uh, enjoy just our geekery and our fun times. Hell yeah. And dude, teaser is off the point, uh, off, the, uh, off the hook. Uh, What's that? Like, it's really good. The teaser, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the recent one. one. Yeah, 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 the podcast on, one. Yeah. When are we going to see it in action? April. April, April. onward. You're the first people that know now. This is oh. like new information. This is juice, dude. This is juice. Release the episode now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming. Thank you guys for having me. Honestly. It's been a pleasure. Now for another three-hour conversation off the camera. <laughs> which is how it-